Hey, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we are talking about a very special movie with a very special guest. I would like all of you to give a huge welcome to Sarah Hedrick. Sarah, welcome so much to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. Well, Excited we to be here. When we uh, we were talking about this movie, I, I had said, man, it would be so cool if I could just get the biggest Black Widow fan on my show <laughs> to talk about this movie. And I did. I lucked out. I, got, I feel like I got super lucky. Thank you. Yes, I am. a I'm a huge Black Widow fan. Yeah. yeah. Good for you, because we are going to be diving so deep into this movie. I don't know. We're <laughs> going to need one of those things that Natasha shoots uh, Taskmaster with to get back out of the hole, because we're going to be going so deep into it. So uh, really excited to have you and really looking forward to this discussion. So uh, before we dive into this, I'll just give you guys kind of a, a highlight of what we'll be doing, uh, just because I, I don't know how long this is going to go. It could go really long, which could be great. Uh, so what we'll, I'm going to talk about the cast and crew. Uh, we're going to kind of dive into that and talk about our thoughts of how we felt all of that went, all of the performances went, and then we'll go into the movie itself. I uh, want to try and talk a little bit too about uh, the difference of kind of watching this movie for the first time in theaters versus uh, watching it again at home on Disney Plus, because uh, I think we, we both got the premiere access as well. So there, there's definitely a different movie going experience, I would say, in both regards, yeah. in my opinion, too, both good. But definitely some differences. And then obviously we will dive into this movie as, like I said, as deep as we can go. So as we get started, uh, Black Widow, again, a movie that I, I think you might agree with. This movie came out in 2021. Uh, definitely should have come out probably five years ago. But uh, we got it when we got it. And uh, we have no control over when those movies come out. But written by Eric Pearson, who did the screenplay. Story by Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson, which is really interesting. Uh, directed by Kate Shortland with uh, just a who's who of cast members. And then the other thing I wanted to highlight as well, uh, soundtrack by Lauren Balfe. Uh, I thought the soundtrack was phenomenal, but let's, let's, uh, let's start with Kate Shortland. Uh, she, for anyone who doesn't know, including myself, she directed Lore, Somersault, Berlin Syndrome. I haven't seen any of these movies, so I'm actually not familiar at all with Kate's prior work. Uh, are you at all? And then what are your thoughts on how she did? Um, I've I've seen Berlin Syndrome, which is uh, it's very um, I, I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure who else to compare her to just because she has uh, it's a very particular style of film, very similar to Black Widow. There's a lot of um, uh, she can do she can do the she can capture the close up emotion of a scene and then she can also do that big sweeping you know tracking shot of budapest and it looks you know beautiful she she has a lot of range i think um and it, it translates through all of her movies um I started watching Lore the other day and had to had to stop because I was on my way to Black Widow. Um, but it does it it feels it feels the same. Um, but I th I think she is a fantastic addition to the uh, to the MCU roster of directors, and I, I hope she comes back. Yeah, 
absolutely agree with you on that one. I think that that it's funny because, it, and this is actually another piece of conversation. I think we'll we'll get to into at multiple points in this of like how how we as people kind of formulate our opinions about things because it's been so long since we've seen a movie. Uh, well, for many, it's been a long time since we've seen a movie in theaters for like, I, I've gone to the movies a, a few times now since COVID probably like six or seven times. But for some Black Widow was the first movie that they saw again in theaters. And I feel like even myself, I forgot the the hype of going to a movie sort of thing where like, you go in, you kind of forget about everything, you know, and then you watch this movie and all of a sudden, you know, all those opinions start flowing through your head of like, oh, I really like this. Scene. I really like this. But then you get out of the movie and suddenly you're on the Internet and you're, you're listening to hundreds of other people. <laughs> and, and what I thought was cool was a, a yeah. lot of these people have the exact same opinions. And so it's just this really cool, like cinema magic of like all these people from different walks of life can go into a theater and they all kind of have the same thoughts about it but then you know there's definitely a spectrum if there's people who really loved this movie there's people who really didn't like it and there's a lot of people who are kind of right in the middle and we've seen that as well yeah. with the uh with the rankings i've heard people say this is a top 10 yeah. for me i've heard people say this is this is like a bottom 10 and i've heard a lot say this is a middle of the road movie but i i will say one of the opinions i've heard a lot was this is not a typical marvel movie and I've it's been trying right. to figure that out of like what it is about this movie that makes it quote unquote, not a Marvel movie. And I think Kate's a big part of that. And uh, like I said, I'd never seen her before, but as I was watching this, I was like, wow, she does a really good job of, of getting to that visceral uh, adjective that everyone had used in the pre-release yeah. of describing like the action. But I think it goes so far too to describe like the other scenes as well. Like you said, those moments where, and, and obviously that's a credit too to the cinematographer, uh, Gabriel Bernstein as well, uh, who funny enough, I saw when I looked up his thing, uh, he did camera and electrical work for Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man. So I feel like he's like, uh, they, they finally rewarded him with the big show of like, yeah. hey, let you do the, the full cinematography for a movie. But it was great. Those those wide shots, the, the most vivid ones for me were uh, like when it said Norway, when it was like that wide scoping shot of the mountains was gorgeous. A big mm -hmm. one that I, ha I have to call out so I don't forget it is after uh and, and for anyone who's listening you guys know this is all we're talking all spoilers so if you haven't seen this movie pause this and come back, but we're, <laughs> yeah. we're diving right in so um th there's a bit where uh when natasha and yelena are fighting at the house and you know yes. it gets that and, and first off again all credit to kate there like that is such a good choreographed fight the the visceralness of that fight like it was funny i, I watched it with uh, my brothers and my cousins last night and that fight they kept going like oh my god whoa whoa and i was like and yeah. for most of the movie they didn't say a lot but when that fight ends uh you know natasha pulls the curtain down and so they're both their necks are both wrapped around the curtain and she says truce and yelena gets up and there is a probably one and a half second shot of this curtain kind of draped over natasha almost and she's like it looks like a computer background. Like it is the, one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen in an MCU movie. D totally didn't notice it in the first viewing, but in that second viewing, I was just like, that's the sort of shot where, you know, I, I follow uh, Marvel perfect shots on Twitter. Like that's the sort of shot I would <laughs> them to share because it's a blink and you miss it. But if you capture yep. just its screenshot, it's absolutely beautiful. And so there's these like, and I, I almost feel like that's kind of my overall thought of this movie is like, 
it's there are really beautiful moments in this film if you gorgeous look right yes. it's yeah it's gorgeous but there's also a lot of glaring things too that are like a little bit of a bummer but if you can kind of yeah. get past that and get past that like i said that initial opinion of the outside factors that this movie is it has come up against in where it's at it's a very enjoyable movie oh yeah very much and I I will say this about those those moments of beauty, um, you know, I, I think we messaged about this, but the the thing that I loved the most, you know, I, I'm a little sister, and so my big sister and I, <laughs> we've had those we've had these moments um, that Kate was just so. I mean, pinpoint accuracy, conveying those moments um, onto the big screen. And the one that I loved the most, and it was almost, you'll appreciate this, very Terrence Malick at the very beginning, the, the childhood, the childhood sequence. Yes, yes. Oh my God, it was just, it was perfect. The like slow pan of the the fireflies mm -hmm. and then kind of, yeah, yeah. And, and it, then, did, it felt like their street. It, even though it, it was did, Ohio. It, re it really did. And there, uh, the blink and you miss it, there's, and I think this is probably just because I, I'm intimately acquainted with the background of Yelena and Natasha right <laughs> but the blink the blink and you miss it there there are a couple of moments where Melina is like very nurturing to Yelena after she skins her knee and there's just one moment where Natasha kind of looks back and her face like you can just see on her face that she's you know she she wants that motherly love and she wants that motherly attention but it's so quick it's right. so quick and it ta it takes a couple viewings to, to see all these little things uh, really for the fans well how many times have you seen this movie already uh, let me count hold on <laughs> <laughs> i watched it i watched it twice yesterday uh half this morning so four and a half times wow. See, that's the mad yeah. ma and, and that's a part of what we'll talk about at some point is like that's the magic of the premiere access right like you could watch yeah. it back to back to back to back whereas like if you're at a movie theater there's you know the lag time between show times and all of that like if you were really dedicated to watching this you could pull off a ton of viewings and that's totally worth the price of admission even if it's 30 bucks in my oh, yeah. opinion um okay so eric pearson screenwriter uh, he is again very interesting. So Jack Schaefer and uh, and uh, grab the other guy, Ned, Ned Benson. Ned Benson story yeah. for me. I'm not that into the Hollywood of it all, as I I know it's story being more of like they were the ones kind of spitballing this idea of like here's what we think the movie could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hit these beats, and then they're like, cool. All right, let's send it over to Eric, and Eric actually writes the whole thing out, maybe based off of their notes. So with that in mind. I can sort of see some of that Jack Schaefer influence based off of oh, yeah. uh, WandaVision just because, uh, and we had talked about this as well, and we will 100% be diving into this, that uh, there is not a lot of good female portrayal in these Marvel movies, uh, despite as, like, as cool as these characters are and as cool of yeah. moments we get with them. Uh, a lot, it does feel like if you, if you even scratch the surface, like, to, it's kind of a distraction, right? Of, of like, hey, like, here's a really cool scene of Captain Marvel punching through an entire ship. 
so that you can forget about the other things we didn't do for her. And it, and it works for, for the most part. But when you you step back and start thinking about it outside of the movie, you're like, okay. So uh, in this instance, you know, I could see that with Jack uh, in terms of there, there's some really cool sort of, uh, I guess, female empowerment type of messages within the movie. But then to kind of farm it over to Eric in that respect, I think maybe a little bit is missed there by having a, a, a just as with almost, I would think, almost every single Marvel project having a man write it instead uh to be fair though to eric uh he wrote thor he did thor ragnarok which was obviously incredible he did agent carter which is really cool as well uh but also close to my heart he also did godzilla versus kong so i can't uh fault him too much but it was interesting because there was a um there was a piece i don't know if you had read it or maybe someone maybe had shared it at some point around the scene on the helicopter after they rescue um Oh, uh, yeah, Alexi. Alexi. And he yeah. makes the he makes that joke about it being their time of the month. And they were talking about behind the scenes. They were like, what the hell? Like, why? You know, like it was like, this is so such an outdated, dumb thing to say. And to his credit, he was like, well, but that's the point. Like, we want to make Alexi seem like he's he's a jerk sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, you know, in my opinion, there's so many other ways you can make somebody look like a jerk. It's kind of lazy writing, but I liked yeah. that scene because it gave Yelena the opportunity to remind people of how tragic and terrifying it is to be in the red room. But I just, I, when I read that interview, the thing running through my mind was like, well, but that's what you get when you have like a man writing the script is like, he's going to come up. But again, you can't argue with him being a bad script writer. Cause there's a ton of scenes in this movie that are really well written. And it's like, Oh, okay. So he clearly understands those things, but it's like, it's almost like when you're having a guy write up for a girl and those sorts of interests, especially for someone like Natasha, like there's some things you're just naturally going to miss. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, for me, I mean, some, some of the script, uh, you can just, you can tell it changed hands a lot, Yeah. but that th there were parts that, um, either Kate or Eric, uh, wanted, wanted to keep. And so they did. Um, but, Ja they they hired Jack. I can't remember if she, I think she was the second person because they announced her in 2018 um, that she was she was coming in to help to help write what had already been um, uh, formulated, I guess. And then Ned, they hired Ned to come on <laughs> and then go back over what she had done. So. Um, but this that that part in the helicopter i took it as you know we as a society in the last two decades have have come a long way alexi has been in a remote russian prison for 21 right. years <laughs> so um but there he the, he has a an aloofness to him that i think Yelena, Yelena had to get his attention somehow, you know, and I'm not making an, I'm not trying to make an excuse for that scene because it, it was, it was uncomfortable even for me just to uh, listen to it. And I think that's part of the point. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Um, but I think to get to Alexi, that was what she had to say and how she had to say it, you know, 
Yeah, I totally um, agree. I, I know when we it first shut him watched down. it. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it, 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 it worked. It shut him down. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of what I was getting at. So when we watched it the first time in theaters, I laughed at that scene. Like, I thought it was really funny. Even when he, when he was like, oh, you know, it's, I, is it your time of the month? Like, I laughed at that just because I was like, dude, that is not the thing that you say to two trained <laughs> yeah. assassins. And that's why it was funny. And then her going into it, I immediately started laughing at that, too. Because I was like, yeah, you just, like, ream him to the wall. And then, mm -hmm. you know, like, my wife and I looked at each other as she kept going. And we were like damn like okay so hey man you asked for yeah. it but like this went dark really quick because of what you said so like it, in my opinion it was like a perfect example of where you could and kind of like they said where he pitched the idea as just that line originally it was just going to be that line and it's like that's lazy writing but when you're able to mm -hmm. look at it and go actually we can turn and that's what they talked about is like we could turn this into a scene to not only you're getting character development for the for both of them uh, but also for Alexi as well. And it actually ended up being more funny because of it and less of a groan thing. And again, just like we're saying, you know, you're groaning more after the movie than when you're actually watching it. Like it's funny yes. during, but when you look back afterwards, you're like, eh, probably could have done something else. But again, hey, you know, the, it's it's coming. I thought when you said it's come a come a long way, I thought you meant like in real life. And I was like, yeah, if this movie had been released in 2016, oh, yeah. that would have made yeah. more sense of a line because it yeah. has come a long way since then. But guys, come on, it's 2021 now. We gotta we gotta move past that sort of stuff. So the last uh, piece of uh, cast before we dive into the actual cast is Lauren Bal's score. So for those of you that aren't familiar. Oh, yeah. For me, Lorne Balfe, his biggest thing is uh, Assassin's Creed 3, but I went on IMDb and surprisingly he is known for more than you would think uh, for composing and also being a part of the musical department, which I don't know what that means. Maybe he wasn't the head honcho, but he helped out. Inception, Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Sherlock Holmes, Ad Astra. His Dark Materials, How to Train oh, Your Dragon, yeah. The Da Vinci Code, 13 Hours, Iron Man, The Holiday, Blockers, Florida Project, Dunkirk, Captain Phillips, Lego Batman, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Rush, V for Vendetta, Transformers. These are just the movies that I have seen because IMDb does that really cool thing where it'll show you only the movies you've yeah. rated of the person. So that's just ones I've seen. His his uh, filmography list is 271 titles. I did not realize he was that involved in things. Uh, yeah. So hats off to him because yeah. there were multiple instances, especially on the second viewing. Because, you know, when you're watching it for the first time, the score should just suck you into the movie. Like it should not take you out of the film. But on the second viewing, there were multiple instances where I was like, God, this score is so good. Like the scene mm -hmm. where uh, I believe it was when they're leaving after they fought the uh, the assassins after she meets her sister for the first time. And like they had jumped off the thing. There was some crescendo there. And I was just like, oh my God. And then there yeah. was a couple of spots whenever they would uh, enter into a new location and the music would cut. Yes. I mean, it, it felt like a really good mixture of almost that inception type of really loud uh, string music, but then it also incorporated a lot of what I think Natalie Holt kind of does, or, or maybe even like Henry Jackman of like the uh, John Wick type uh, quick electronic beats of like, mm -hmm. like, I just thought it was phenomenal. What did you think? Um, I, I loved it. I, I love this direct, like Natalie Holt. I love the, the direction that they're going in. Um, 
with some of the just it, it it's more can i mean i love alan silvestri i love oh, the yeah, avengers yeah. theme um but there there is uh i don't i don't know how to say this there's there's like a contemporary is not the right word but it's like it's just it's updated you yeah, know and it makes yeah. it makes sense it makes sense for the time it feels um, very current and it sounds it it matches i mean you wouldn't expect i just wouldn't expect to feel like it matches perfectly but like the loki score um this black widow score and there's he incorporate lauren balf incorporates uh, a lot of silvestri's original themes into the electronic parts of of the score and it's 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 beautiful but the part the part that i love and sticks out to me every time is when yelena and natasha and alexi um get to melina's pig farm they first get to melina's pig farm and he says honey i'm home and it's it's supposed to be this you know it's a complicated moment and alexi kind of is just goofy about it you know but it's it's a very complicated moment and the score behind it when when my I, I watched it with my mom yesterday um for like the third time and she goes why does it it sounds like funeral music and I was like well you know it's 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 a complicated emotion going on in that so they haven't seen each other in so long and she goes, but he, you know, he was being funny. Alexi was being funny. It's like, well, that's just the genius of the composer. Yeah. <laughs> Taking this moment and um, communicating with music what, you know, almost the exact opposite of what the dialogue is trying to convey. Which so. is yeah, absolutely, that's a great take, by the way, because I, I think you can kind of associate it with that in a sense, because they're they're in a way going back to like a graveyard because, you know, yes. they left yeah. this terrible. That's and that's probably my favorite part of this entire movie is how much they they being Marvel committed to the backstory, because I ha I don't know about you. Have you seen Red Sparrow? I purposefully did not. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I had no plans to see it at all, and it ended up it was at one point it was like free at the library, so I had rented it and watched it, and I I was so mad while I was watching it because I was like this I mean like it was a good movie I gave it a seven out of yeah. ten it had a great twist at the end I, I would recommend it but the whole time I was watching it and even when I'd seen the trailer I was like this and I looked too that movie came out I think it said it was in twenty seventeen or twenty. Literally, I, and I had said yeah. like, this is the Black Widow movie. I was like, this yes. is the Black Widow movie. And honestly, I still stand by that. Like they beat Marvel to the I punch. But I was like, this is the Black Widow movie because the way they, they are, I mean, that movie's rated R. Like they go into the torture and the brainwashing and all of that stuff. And I was like, Marvel would never go there. And so credit yeah. to Marvel for really going there in this movie of like, you're, I mean, if you didn't know, my brothers didn't know. And so they're like watching this and they were like, what is this? What family is this? And I was like, that's Natasha's family. And they're like, oh, oh okay. and they were like, wait, where are they going? And I was like, and they're like, what? my brother got so mad about their accents. He was like, why do they have accents? And I was like, because they're, they're sleeper agents. Like they're from Russia. And it's yeah. like, they did such a good job of committing to the, not just the accents but like the whole lifestyle and then when they said like we'd only been doing this for three years I was like 
it felt like it was a lifetime. And for, for those kids, it probably was a lifetime, but it was like, so what were they doing before that? Were they just in a cage until they got, you know, who knows, right? We don't even know because we saw some yes. things, but we have no yeah. idea what happened to Natasha between, she was probably what, eight or nine in there? Which she, she probably took her. Well, they, they confirmed they took her when she was an infant. Yes. So, and that's because again, my brother is like, why does she have a Russian accent? And I'm like, because she was raised in Russia. So I don't think they fully confirmed if she was purchased in Russia or if she was purchased in the US. But regardless, like that is a nightmare of a life. And that scene where, and, and you know what? I, we're going to just, we'll, we're jumping into the movie now. I was going to go Great. through the cast. We'll hit the cast as we're talking about the movie because I can't, I can't hold back anymore. <laughs> the movie opens up, like you said, you know, we got the beautiful the fireflies, the great conversation that they have. I noticed this too on my uh, my second viewing because remember I messaged you. I was like, "What's the deal with this whistle?" They whistle to each other at the beginning of the movie, and I was like, "Okay, now this is cool." So you get that it's coming back. It I, is coming it's back. coming back. So I'm I'm really happy about that. That made total sense. Um, so yeah, that that whole bit was great. They start crawling on their backs, and yeah, you know it was funny when you mentioned that about she scrapes her knee, and uh, also so the uh, the kid. The young Natasha, she is uh, only in the Resident Evil final chapter as a young version of the main character, but she's also playing Wendy in Peter Pan and Wendy coming out for no Disney way. in the future, I saw. So she's right. a, a rising star, I would say. And then the, the young <laughs> Yelena is from Haunting of Hill House, if you've ever seen that show. Okay. She's the, the younger version of one of the characters. And does her, I thought she did a great job in here. I will say she has one of the lines that made me cringe in the movie when uh, they're leaving and she says, mommy, you're silly. And I was like, yeah, it's, I was just like, ooh, the, the delivery of that was not, not great. But again, little kid. So she scrapes her knee and uh, her mom's comforting her. And like you said, she looks longing, but I also kind of reminded me of the kid in Tree of Life in that the look was almost like a jealous look a little bit or, or like yeah, a, yeah. almost a, a jealous annoyance of like, of course she would, like a bigger sibling of like, mm -hmm. oh God, of course she would scrape her knee. It's not my fault. Like, you know, what I, but it all, all conveyed in one look. So I, I thought that was fantastic. And we jump right into it. So they get yeah. in, they're sitting down for dinner and Alexi comes home and doesn't even really say anything besides like, it's time. And she's like, no, no, no. And he's like, yeah, we got about an hour and tells the kids we're going on an adventure and they pack up all of their stuff and leave. And uh, at this point in time, as I was watching it for the first time, I was trying to sympathize with them, but there was a part in my brain that kept going like, remember their Russian spies, <laughs> like whatever yeah. they're, like, they're exactly. not fleeing for a good reason, but I kept rooting for them as they were leaving. I was like, no, no. Like they kept escaping the police and I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm glad they are, but I'm like, as an American, I shouldn't be glad they're getting away. And yeah. I, I didn't catch it the first time through, uh, surprisingly, but uh, it's S.H.I.E.L.D. that's chasing them, not yes, uh, yeah, not the police. Because my On brother was like, car. is he a cop killer? And I, I was like, oh, no, it's S.H.I.E.L.D., little, little different uh -huh. than the police. But um, so before we get into the getaway scene, what did you think about that whole intro of them, you know, kind of introducing them and then being like, we got to go? Um, oh, man, the... So I've watched it four and a half times now, or I've watched that scene five times. Um, I, the, I, I keep catching different things every time I watch it, which is a testament to Kate Shortland. 
Um, but the thing that sticks out to me when I, when I go back and watch that is that there are two things. One is how Alexi um, is so committed to the father role. Like he, he, he gets, he gets home. Natasha says, Hey dad. He goes, Hey baby. You know, like he's yeah. just like very naturally a uh, father. He's a natural father figure. Um, and later he's like, that was so freaking boring. I'm like, wow. No yeah, wonder dude, the girls, like... no wonder Yelena was fooled, you know? Anyway. So there's that. But then the second thing that, that I love is it's a very quick line, but Melina says, I don't want to go. And yes. she is a brilliant Russian spy scientist, you know? So her, at some point she was invested in this family and in the girls. Yeah. Um, and the, the reason that feels so poignant to me is later when she, I mean, it, it's like, and of course it's been 21 years, but she has become so hardened, you know, but yeah. being able to see that little glimpse of uh, the depth of emotion that she must've been feeling at that moment. Um, I really, I really like that. I really like that moment. You know what? It actually, it creates a credibility for the whole rest of the movie because I feel like correct me if I'm wrong, every single person beside, because the whole point is, and we we'll, might as well say it now, I think we both agree this is probably, in most instances, more of a Yelena origin story than it is a Black Widow movie, for better or for worse. But in regards yeah. to that, Yelena seems like the only person who's openly admitting uh, in a incredibly healthy way that that whole time was real. Whereas how she Alexis, feels. Black Widow, and I'm pretty sure Melina as well, all at one point or another say like, nope, that was never real. But you get that establishing first scene. Like you said, every person in there has a moment where it was, it was real for them. So despite what they say at any point in time in the future, you can go back to that scene and be like, nope, they, they were invested. Like they're, they're literally lying to themselves right now. Cause you, mm -hmm. you nailed it. That's really great insight on that for sure. I totally agree. It's uh, to me, I think it's probably self-preservation on, on a lot of levels. Oh, hundred, oh for, for sure. I mean, it's been 20 years. So like, yeah. you can't, that's the other weird thing too, is like, and it's not necessarily weird, but just interesting in that vein of like, these people and you've got this I mean shout out to Rachel Weiss. she she's always been one of my crushes since the mummy but uh you know seeing her in this carrying that huge freaking gun at the farm like I was just yes. like oh hell yeah <laughs> she yeah. could have killed them right oh like yeah she it's been 20 years so much has happened yet literally in seconds they're all eating dinner again together it's like that's not a coincidence mm -hmm. that they were able to do that so quickly but point and point and uh, reference for that of like look at the avengers they fought the like 15 minutes after they all met like th that would have been the logical script choice would have been the four of them having some type of fight or brawl because they haven't seen each other in a while they don't know where they stand kind of like Yelena and, and uh, Natasha but they don't they just immediately like sit down and credit yeah. to Alexi too I, I mean we're jumping so far ahead but like he really was like the father figure right like he sits yeah. down and he's telling everybody to like all right let's eat like he keeps interrupting Natasha while she's trying to get to the point like <laughs> they were invested in this family and that's yeah. what makes the next scene so terrible because they get there 
And the minute he starts pulling that stuff off, I was like, oh, oh, okay. They're like leaving, leaving. And uh, I loved this moment because everyone except for Natasha, which is surprising, is like gung-ho. Like I loved seeing Elena pulling the, uh, the what are they, the plain blocks from the wheels by herself. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like, they all knew what to do. And Six I, years old. Huh? <laughs> she was six years old and she yeah. like knew the game plan and so and that's what was great because you know you see it later in the movie too with like her talking about the photo album of like yeah i can't believe we took all these pictures on the same day so like they knew it was fake they all knew it was fake yet they all bought into the lie and they all willingly believed this like the minute that it was time to go okay we're in russian spy mode like okay we can which a credit to them as characters of being able to turn off their humanity like that's a really good soldier in my, in my opinion but mm-hmm. uh, then to see it like kind of erode over the years was great uh, but i loved this as the beginning for alexi cuz again it was like okay so how are they going to show that he's the red guardian because you could easily just get him in a suit, yeah, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I loved him just fucking <laughs> that thing. Like, holy <laughs> crap. I was like, yes. And not only that, but then he immediately pulls out his gun and one shots the cop, like from far away, just mm-hmm. picks him right in the head. And the guy, I was like, okay, so he's a badass. No question about mm-hmm. it. And it's this clean cut scientist dude. And so then, the, you know, they're leaving and we get the great bit where Melina gets shot. And uh, I, I half questioned the believability of Alexi hanging on the wing of the plane, uh, but I was <laughs> able Cuba. to get away from it. But I'm just like, I get he's a super soldier, but like oxygen. <laughs> but, well, oxygen, I, I guess. And like, is his hands got it? Well, but the hand part's probably just the hanging there. Like, I feel like yeah, would have. I mean, if they properly cleaned that plane, it would have been a smooth wing. Like he probably would have skidded off. But that's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So Alina gets shot. Natasha's got to get up there and fly the plane. And that was traumatic. I, I felt it the first time. I felt it the second time. My favorite emotion that a child or a teenager can give me is unexplainable crying, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. I think there's something so raw about somebody being unable to control their emotions. And I feel like from a child, they're so honest in their their giving of those emotions that when it is something that they can't control, it makes it so much more powerful. And so to see her flying that plane as like her eyes are like wide, welling up, there's like mm-hmm. a tear coming down, but she's she's doing it. Like she has to push through and she's probably not even 10 years old. And I'm just like, I'm invested in Natasha now. Like Mm I, as much as I, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but I'm not a huge Black Widow fan. Like in terms of, uh, even in terms of just Marvel character, she never was really a favorite of me because she's just a spy. Like I, I'm more of the, you know, Spider-Man, the people with superpowers sort of thing. But that scene along with the whole movie, again, credit to the movie. I like Black Widow now. Like I'm a Black Widow fan. I thought this movie along with, uh, Endgame obviously really turned me into a fan of her as a character oh, yeah. in the MCU, but and I will definitely get into the whole you know that whole bit of it. But this scene sold it because I'm like, again, you've got this little Russian girl who is literally taken from her family, given into a fake family, now having to leave the fake family and fly a plane as Shield operatives are coming after her, and she's crying, and her and Melina is. 100% even keeled with a bullet in her going like I need you up here and it's mm-hmm. like 
she, and she performs so. her part perfectly. And so yep. they take off, they get away, everyone is safe. But, and, and that's the opening scene. <laughs> it's like, yeah, holy cow. Like I have chills what? right now just talking about it. Like that opening scene is, is, could be one of the best opening scenes in a Marvel movie in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And the, the thing that I took away from that, uh, so, <laughs> the first thing I thought after that scene was oh wow okay so that's how Natasha learned how to fly <laughs> like how traumatic is that oh my god but there's about about young Natasha crying uh but but doing it anyway like you said there there's a line in uh I think it's Mark Wade's run where Natasha is fighting recluse mm -hmm. and she says she says the difference between you and me is that I was able to conquer my fears without ever doubting myself and you could never do that and so what a it, line what a line right that, and that is literally that is it's her exactly yes being afraid and doing it anyway I yeah. think is just part of what makes her that's a hero. like her endearing quality because yeah i can't think of an instance in a movie in one of any of her movies where she didn't do something like i'm thinking of first thing that comes to mind is her getting on the bike in ultron where she's like literally going after these robots by herself on this bike picking yeah. up the shield which again and i kind of see it's like a corny bit but of like i would have been scared to death i would have been like i can't do that but then it, it goes to what she did in endgame what she did in Infinity War, like, and what she did at the end of this movie, breaking her own nose. Like, she yeah. has been trained, and to their detriment, they trained her to be fearless. And, yeah. but you see in that scene that, like, she isn't fearless. She's just able to conquer that fear because she knows she can do it, which is the most, that's like the greatest character piece that I feel like any human. It's heroic. Has. It is heroic. It, that's it is. And you're right. That's like being a hero. Ugh, I love it. Is, it's true courage to acknowledge that you have fear and do it anyway. Like, yep amazing absolutely amazing and i honestly i apologize to the listeners i lied to you all that is not the end of the opening scene because they land in cuba and yeah. then we oh. go oh thank god okay they got away they yeah. didn't get away though they really didn't get away and that's the that's when uh i started sh like shaking in the theater like i started tearing up at this bit because i knew what was coming and yeah. it, it immediately started like the chills started for me when she starts to fight the soldiers yes and protect Yelena that guy and takes the gun and I was like oh no like I knew that no one was going to hurt them I knew that she wasn't going to get away with anything but I just the futility of that situation and knowing what it was leading to was heartbreaking and then seeing Drakov for the first time was just like and, and then again to Alexi's credit him going through with it like, I thought that was really cool as a character of like, how dedicated you must be to dedicate three years of your life, literally like we saw, get invested in that family and on a dime be able to flip on them. Like, as an agent, that is epic work. As a person, screw you, dude, because that was just <laughs> a nightmare. Uh, so like seeing them get the shots put in their neck. And I, I'm just like, oh my God, no. And then the credits start. And it was like, yeah. Ah. 
so and there he, so that's the opening line of it so okay what with yes. that what did you think of that opening piece? Just, just the way that his face as soon as the needles go into their necks his face just it's it's like he the facade the facade just drops yeah which david harbour amazing amazing talented man um but yes. at that moment i was like no yeah. dude <laughs> wow that's horrible um but when she when young natasha is protecting yelena um and shouting you know don't touch her don't touch her i'll shoot i'll shoot and then alexi comes over and he says kid you got to give me the gun and she her her voice and this is ever anderson the young the the yeah. actress who is mila jovovich's daughter by the way oh well, um, that makes sense it looks a lot like so much sense but she does this she has her voice just breaks yeah. when she says she's only six and yeah. i that's when i that's when i started crying i was i was i was gone at that point yeah yeah yeah. And, uh, you know, Alexi, I liked the idea that when he dropped his facade too, of like that, even in the end, when he knew it was coming, he still was trying his best because he could have dropped it earlier. Right. Like he could have easily dropped yeah. the facade yeah. earlier. So like he at least was trying until to their eyes were closed. sides in that. And that <laughs> is such a character piece for him, too. But still, it was like, God, you know, damn. And then we forgot to, because to, to, it's going to come back. But, um, you know, the, singing American Pie in the car as well was oh, yeah, yeah. cute, very cute. But uh, again, that that whole car scene piece didn't hit for me because Rachel Weiss was so serious in what she said and saying we're going home. Like, that that was dark. But then mm -hmm. when she's like, Mom, you're silly. We just left home. And it's like, Come, like they could have just skipped that whole line altogether because then they go to the scene of Natasha looking out the window of the car and that was really sad too like you can see it and uh yeah so that whole part opens and then we get which I don't think has happened before in an MCU movie correct me if I'm wrong but we get the end credits now in the beginning of the movie yeah you're right because it was and watching it a second time and it's funny I that's why I uh I watched it so my brother my, I watched it with both of my brothers and you listeners, actually listeners, you'll know everyone that was on this. So uh, my brother, Steven, my brother, Joey, and uh, my cousin, Cam. And uh, Cam was really looking forward to it. Joey was really looking forward to it because he just rewatched all of the MCU movies. Stevie was not looking forward to it. He was actually replacing the spot of uh, my cousin, Harry, who couldn't make it uh, due to work. So uh, he, as you all know, is not a Marvel fan or he enjoys it as certain movies, certain movies, but uh, this song played, and I mentioned this too, I am not a fan of slow, and Stevie described it as indie urban outfitters soundtrack song. <laughs> I was like, that's the perfect way to describe it. And for those of you, you know, he's uh, Stevie's a big YouTube guy now. He's, he knows everything about music, but I, I called it like the slow rock cover. I don't get it. They usually, usually save it for trailers. It's usually in a trailer, whether that's, I know I've heard like, Tears for Fears was one of them. The something happened. Yeah. And it's like, why? 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 And so this song starts playing. Smells like Teen Spirit. Amazing song. Don't get me wrong. But I, I don't like those covers. And so already I don't like this opening sequence for that reason. But as the scene goes on, uh, the fact of me like that song, give because those songs, the reason I don't like them is they give me an ill 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 feeling i don't know yeah. how to explain it but it's like this 
I just don't think. And so having that with what the opening credits were, it actually worked out really nice because it made me hate those opening credits in the way that you hate a villain. Like I was just like, I was, and my wife was the same way. Like we had looked at each other during that point. We were like, this is like really dark. Like the going through the indoctrination program and seeing every, all the, you know, pots that Drakov has his hands in and having the entire song play which and the reason I brought that up is because my brother like probably 30 seconds into it was like are they gonna play the whole song (laughs) and I was like I didn't even say anything I was like I don't want to get and he was like they're gonna play the whole song (laughs) as it's going through but but it was good like it made sense for what they were doing but again as I'm watching it the second time I he was like isn't this the end credits and I was like this it, it really does feel like, cause they don't give you an end credit scene, right? Like they uh-uh. give you just the rolling credits. So they literally moved it from the end. And as I was watching it the second time, I was like, you know, this actually would have played really well at the end of the movie, like seeing it all there, but you have to have it at that point in the movie because you learn yeah. about Drakov. So yes. it, it's almost like you could have had it at either spot. So they kind of, you know, kind of put themselves into a box. I, I, I can't, man. Uh, I agree with you that you have to you have to have that sequence because we don't have the backstory on Drakov and right. we don't that whole sequence that three minute sequence is the thing that Scarlett Johansson did not want to do you know she didn't want to do the the Black Widow origin story but because the Red Room and Drakov are a big part of this movie you have to have some sort of frame of reference um and as much as much as it it was really dark it was so this is probably the darkest mcu movie yet i think in my opinion um yeah unless i'm unless i'm I'm forgetting something of anything else um but i would rather have that than a bunch of empty exposition you know what i mean yeah, so, absolutely. you know, it, it, it's a trade-off for me, I guess. Would you, uh, would you call Thor the Dark World a dark movie? Oh, it was <laughs> dark, but probably for uh, other you know, reasons. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, though, because there was, uh, back in the day, before, uh, before Tom Holland was Spider-Man, they had, when Andrew Garfield, the Spider-Man movies were coming out, uh, I don't remember how much I felt about those movies. I know I enjoyed them, but I'd always remembered being like, I got really annoyed at least with the first movie. Cause I was like, they did the whole origin again. And that was a big complaint everyone had, but I had mentioned a long time ago, I was like, Marvel needs to just have a movie, a Spider-Man movie where the opening credits, I was like, whenever they do, whenever they get Spider-Man back, they're going to have their first Spider-Man movie. And I was like, the opening credits need to be the Uncle Ben situation. Like as the credits are rolling, yeah. we see him get bit by the spider. We see Uncle Ben die and it's done in the credits. That's essentially what they did here, which is great. But the problem is, uh, you know, we're wanting a Black Widow movie and you're essentially relegating her origin to a uh, title sequence, which again is fine but that lends more credence to that whole this is somebody else's movie sort of thing because now because her origin is not there you have more time to give to the supporting characters which again good Mm -hmm. or bad that's kind of what happened but that's a really great point I I didn't think of it as like that's her origin but it makes sense and you're getting a good amount of time with her right I don't know how long that song is but it felt like at least a couple (laughs) minutes it was 
Just, it, 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 yeah, it was long. Yeah, it was it was super long, but it, you know it was worth it because then by and I told him I was like, hey, at least you know by the end of this that song's never coming back because they used the whole song like they. Can't- <laughs> so, yeah, true. so uh, so then it ends and we get to uh, present day and I love this scene. So we've got Ross showing up. He's trying to take down Natasha. Uh, he is a very prideful man in that he. Uh, has taken it upon himself after two triple bypass surgeries and walking with a cane to personally show up to take down Black Widow. Obviously, he's not going to be the one to do it, though, because he has about 100 soldiers with him entering into this thing. But he clearly wants to be the one to see it done because I'm Mm -hmm. almost positive he's the one who probably got all of the other guys, too. And yeah, well, obviously he did because they're at his raft. So like he this is like a pet project for him. He's like Renslayer. He wants the Black Widow trophy. He wants yes. to get that Black Widow. Yep. And uh, I, they got me in the scene because I was like, how is she going to get out of this? Like, she's very cocky on that phone call. Mm-hmm. And then she hangs up the phone and she is already gone. And I was like yeah. that. I didn't, I didn't realize this as I was watching it. A lot of people compared this movie to Jason Bourne. And yes, uh, I really yeah. saw that in the Elena scene when she's walking up those spiral staircases. I feel like that's from a Bourne movie. But this scene is very Bourne-y as well of the whole like communicating with somebody, you think they're right there and then they bust into the door and it's like they were never there to begin mm-hmm. with. What'd you think of this one? I, um, two things. The, the Ross bit, uh, I know, I know we're already going long, so I, I, hey, we, we're we don't gonna have go to go as long as this takes. So tell me your theories on Ross. Well, okay, so here's the thing: second triple bypass, right? And mm-hmm. he's—I he, mean, the poor guy is looking he is worse, haggard. haggard. Every time we see him, he just looks worse. So I think we are getting to a breaking point, especially bringing in um Matt, well I don't know if she's going to be Madam Hydra or Viper or whatever they're going to turn her into but um Valentina mm-hmm. I think we are getting to the point where he is going to get so desperate that he is going to take steps to help himself and I think that's how we're going to get um Red Hulk. I, I mean, it's a, just, a movie it's that a has a lot of red tones and red lighting. No, <laughs> and we have another care, another possible red character. Very interesting. Yes, very. I totally agree with you, and I. It's soon. I, it's got to be soon. It, it would honestly, it has to be because I think yeah. that's obviously it looks like they anti-de-aged him. Like it almost makes him makes it look like they made him purposely look older because yes. I was like, he is looking gaunt. But yeah. I'm like, I don't think William Hurt is that old. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I've got it still up. I'll, I'll double check exactly how old he is. But at some point you would think if he's going to turn into the Red Hulk or, or he gets into the Red Hulk, he, okay, 1950. So he's 61? He that doesn't is sound right. 71. Oh, 71. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's old. But there would have to be some moments where he's not the Red Hulk. And so you would have to have yeah. some scenes where he kind of needs to be a little bit spry, right? Or a little bit active. Minnie needs the Red Hulk, yeah. like get the CGI going and you're good. But I just feel like if, like you said, if they're going to do it, they need to do that soon. 
but that would be a perfect i mean he he's in the thunderbolts in the comics like there's yes. the whole thunderbolts run where it's all the red people yeah. like the punisher with the red costume red hulk yeah i like i'm here for that i've been waiting for that yeah it, it's it's gonna happen the the thing that struck me the most about that scene besides besides his physical appearance was seeing the black widow suit on the floor that oh. that that hurt me yeah <laughs> it, it hurt me but uh, she's leaving it all behind yeah yeah going going uh way undercover honestly though and and this is where i, I don't i can't speak for your theater experience and i'm curious to hear what it was this was a scene, and I'll say this, sadly, I, I was so excited for this movie, so excited to see this in theaters. And one of the yeah, big things too. I kept saying was, I can't wait to cheer again in theaters. There wasn't a single cheer in this entire movie. And I honestly, I was super bummed by it because there was a couple of moments where I wanted to cheer, but I'm not going to be the guy to be the only one cheering in the theater. So yeah. uh, this scene, th if if they had released this right after Civil War, this Ross scene would have gotten a cheer, hands down. Yeah. When I, Ross I, I shows up, there would have been a cheer, and finding out that she escaped, there would have been like a, hell yeah, like, oh, look at that mm -hmm. suit down on the ground, like, yes, let's go, like, not a, there was, it was crickets the entire time, and I was really bummed by that, yeah. but then you at least got to hear the lines in the movie and you got to hear the score. <laughs> so there's a trade-off, but yeah. yeah. Oh man, just like seeing that suit down there, I was, I was like, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, we, again, and it, actually that's the other thing I have to remember to write this down. There's a, actually, a scene <laughs> I'm gonna have at the end of this about the error in Marvel, or I, I won't blame Marvel, I'm gonna blame Disney. Uh, actually, I'm just gonna talk about it right now. So we already <laughs> knew Let's that Black it. Widow was going to be in a white suit. So this yes. scene wasn't. Oh, shot. yeah. But what I'm complaining about, and this is a really big complaint, and honestly, I don't even know who could argue with me about this complaint. Disney has a huge problem with marketing their movies. And the problem being, they feel the need to show you everything about this movie. And somehow they think that the one you know, three minute after credit scene of Valentina is the thing that you shouldn't spoil, but that it's okay to spoil the entire ending of the movie, to spoil all of this bits. And so this is where I'm going to have to, I'm going to reference my notes here. So I, this is, this is handwritten. Actually, I'll probably rephrase this, but essentially I didn't watch any of the clips before this movie. This is the first time that I've done this because I actually get really irritated with clips because I see a trailer, yes awesome. I'm good. I'm ready to go. I don't need anything else. And then they, they, you know, they release another trailer. Fine. Maybe I'll watch this other trailer. Great. But then every week they release a new clip. Yeah. It's either 30 seconds or a minute. And it's either all about the movie or it's with interviews of the people. And it's not, it's, I always wondered like, Oh, how do they do this? Like, how are they even getting this? And when I watched so after the movie, I got home and I actually watched all of them, which was awesome. I would highly recommend it. These clips are really cool. These are the clips that you would see in the Blu-ray special features of the movie. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that is literally what they are. If you have a minute long clip where Kevin Feige is explaining why this is an important movie, that is the exact same as the clip of Kevin Feige in Infinity War talking about 
the future of the MCU or the yeah. clip of the actors when they're talking about these are the scenes that go in Blu-ray special features. These are not the things that you share with people months before a movie. And I just kept thinking as I'm watching these clips, I'm, I can't, I don't know, like for the people who watched these clips, what did you think of this movie? Because I did not know that that was Natasha's vest or that, well, that was Yelena's vest. I did not know that there was- I wish, I wish I had not known that. I'm so jealous of you. I didn't know that there was going to be a prison break scene. I didn't know that uh, there was another one in here. uh, uh, The whole super soldier bit of him, like they, they showed almost the entire prison break scene. They showed almost the entire free fall scene. They- essentially gave away that uh taskmaster was a female in that clip uh david harborough that you can tell because i watched it twice yes that they splice his line when he says he you can tell he said she and uh there's so much more and i just i like i don't i don't know how they're getting away with this honestly like if you're trying to get people excited for a movie but then they go into this movie thinking i've seen all of this already how is that a good movie like, that's why yeah. I think I liked this opening scene the most is because you don't see anything about this. But my biggest overall gripe is the last scene of this film is from the trailer. And it's God not just from bless. the trailers. Yeah. Sarah, this is from the, like, screenshots. Like, Everything. Like, Everything. you go to Marvel.com and look up Black Widow. The banner is of her looking off into the sunset. Yep. All and of it's the marketing like, materials. And even, even when I watched it a second time and I was like, you know what? It's, I guess, kind of cool that she's looking off into the sunset like a cowboy. Cool. But there's <laughs> nothing special about that ending because of that. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I was like, what? They just ended it on this? Like, I, I was waiting for some big surprise. There was, I, I, that maybe that's the problem is that I was not surprised by any of this movie. Yeah. And I hadn't even seen the clips. So I, I just, I... I, like I said, I didn't want to get onto too big of a tangent, but I don't get what Disney's deal is with their marketing. Like, how is that a smart strategy? It's a, it's a Marvel movie. People yeah. are going to go see it. Like all you need, look at Endgame. They released one trailer that was of the first 15 minutes of the movie. And that was if you didn't see anything else. And that movie grossed almost, it will gross the most movie ever, ever made. So yeah. that, that's your answer. And I just, I don't, I don't know. Does it make sense to me? Do you have that same feeling? Am I crazy? I, yeah. I the one of my bigger gripes because I love the white suit in the comics. I love it. Yelena. I mean, it, yeah, that's all Yelena. It's, it's it's attributed mostly to Yelena, but Natasha wears it on the cover. I think it's. Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble if I say the wrong one. I think it's Deadly Origins. I don't. I don't remember. But, um, but there is a cover where she's wearing it. Uh, I love the white suit. Yes. And there is a part where Rick Mason, which is a whole nother. <laughs> that's a whole nother tangent. Actually, it's not um, that big of a tangent, though, is it? Because because we not don't that really know part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not exactly. Uh, I think we'll see because he's in the comics and he he ties in with some of the future storylines that we have coming up and that, that we know we have coming up in the MCU. Yeah. So I think we're going to see more of him. So I think in in retrospect, it'll make more sense in the future, which sure. doesn't make a lot of sense right now. But 
uh that's just how they chose to do it but it kind of goes back to our whole this movie is going to age really well yes exactly really age well but it it goes back to kind of like what my brother would say which is like you shouldn't be making a movie planning for it to be a this is going to age well type of movie you should be making a movie that's good right now yeah yeah and but again, that's that's a that's a piece of Marvel. It's a piece of Marvel content, and right now they've got yeah. a lot of content to give. So at some point, yeah. you're you're it's the law of averages, right? Like not everything is going to be a ten out of ten. You're going to have certain yeah. things that are going to be a nine or an eight or a seven, whatever that ends up. Being. Yeah. But, um, but so, yeah, so you're so you're in the spot now where uh, she's kind of escaped. She hasn't gotten her white suit yet, but she shows up in Norway, yeah. and we meet uh, yes. Mason for the first time. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about Mason and kind of dive into this character? He's a very charming guy. I really liked him. He, I thought, Oh, he I cool. love OT. He, were, yeah. he was very, you know, and that's, I think people said that too, that this felt like a James Bond movie. I really agree. Like, especially with them showing that James Bond clip, like this really was a meshing of bond and born mm-hmm. uh, like it was, or born bond, I guess you could say, but uh, very cool in that like you've got the the handler who gets the stuff for her like I like mm-hmm. that but again you got this guy so so why is the guy who's only in a couple scenes why is he on the poster Sarah and that I think that's that's why it'll make sense you know five ten years from now but the he pulls out the white suit very briefly from from the bag mm-hmm. that he gives to her and um that moment would have been one of those like <gasps> moments right, yeah. in the theater if if we hadn't already seen so much of the you know the pose where she lands on the bridge oh the, yeah um which was you know they showed us all the best parts of the movie in the trailers yeah. and i tra- i stopped watching after two trailers so That's anytime it. there was a teaser or a featurette or whatever i just I, I stopped. <laughs> I, th- I think I even said on the Discord, like, um, <laughs> can we maybe let, let's do like a spoiler channel or post in the spoiler channel or whatever? Because um, I was so afraid that that what happened, what ended up happening was going to happen. Um, and I feel like they did. Uh, it, it's totally Disney's fault. Uh, they showed us they showed us all the important parts. Um, before we'd even seen the movie, I don't know so what they're scared of. I, like, I get okay. Get so the views—they're gonna get the people to watch it. Like, yes, who are you marketing to some guy that just bought a TV that has never owned a TV <laughs> his whole life. Like, that's got to be the only person. <laughs> I I understand needing to because I I do I do PR and advertising in the government world, and so. I understand when you have this, they had a whole extra year that they didn't expect to have. And they had to somehow, I don't know, keep it top of mind for people. But I feel like that would have happened anyway, you know? It it did happen anyway, because all we talked about the entire year was why they keep delaying this movie. I mean, at the end of the day, and I think I made a post about this was like, they should have just released this on Disney Plus the same way mm-hmm. they did with Mulan. 
because they not only would they have gotten an accurate reading of what a movie can do on Disney Plus, like, yeah, they they kind of got it with Mulan and in, in that it was only that, but they still released it in like China. So if you did that with Black Widow, you released it internationally or whatever, but then put it on Disney Plus, you, I guarantee you, they would have been like, holy cow, there are a lot of people who are paying $30 to watch this movie. Like we just yeah. made a million billion dollars not only that but you would have gotten the movie a whole year and a half earlier and then there would have been buzz forever about that like you would have been having people like creating the memes of you know because now they've got the scenes on their tv and and they would have been begging for another black widow movie whereas now it, it just felt like they it was almost like they kept saying, don't you forget about me. <laughs> and it was like, trust, like, tr- Disney, we're not kids. Yeah. Trust us. Like, we know this movie is coming. Like, you don't need to keep amping us up. Like, mm-hmm. we're amped. We're here. We're ready to go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, I think I skipped over uh, uh, Yelena's scene because this kind of happens in tandem is uh, Yelena is in Morocco. And she is hunting down a, I'm assuming at this point, it's a defected widow at this point, but she is older generation widow, an older gen. Okay. Yeah. From Melina's generation. Yeah. And that, that was another scene where my family was like, oh my God, when she comes out of the door and gets hit by that car and it was (laughs) like, oh, that is insane. And then that whole fight, she gets the, she's got the knife drop and then she hits her in the leg and twists the knife and kills her and then you know last minute gets the spray put in her and i thought this was so funny because you know they were all like what is going on and i was just like just what like just watch the movie you'll see like this is actually really cool because this is the sort of thing that you wouldn't get to until the end of the movie right like the main character that you're trying to turn into the new franchise they don't get deprogrammed till the end of the movie so you can really you know connect with them but i love that they Mm -hmm. did it this way she's out of it she's out of her trance and now she's incredibly remorseful for what she did she cuts out her tracker and her leg and she flees and she mails those vials to uh natasha at her uh her have you seen minari uh, yes. Yeah. 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 At her trailer. My brother called that. At her trailer. Like, oh, yeah, she lives yeah, in the, yeah. is that Minari? Like in the trailer, <laughs> in, the, in the countryside. So uh, we'll kind of get these two, which is funny too. It's like, I like that we didn't get, it is really interesting. We didn't get a lot of backstory on Yelena of like what we just see this mission. We don't see what else she's been doing, but you can clearly yeah. tell that she's been traumatized by whatever it is that she's done. Like yeah. it's the same with Widow, right? Their ledgers are gushing red with blood. Yeah. And uh, so it was cool to see that she was free now, but uh, her sending that to Natasha, I thought was great. I I mean, who wouldn't have noticed it? But like, I totally noticed it when she puts it in the car, but I realized in the second viewing that camera sits there for a mm-hmm. couple of seconds. Like if you didn't notice it, were you on your phone sort of thing? Like yeah. it was yeah. right there. But I, so what'd you think about the whole, I would call that the intro to Yelena. Um, I, I enjoyed that right off the bat, they showed us how brutal she is because she is, I mean, she is ruthless in, in the comics, um, and incredibly competitive. And she's, uh, the, the thing that struck me was when she's deprogrammed or, you know, she's got the, the chemicals in her face and all that 
Um, Florence Pugh, first of all, Florence Pugh is really, I knew she was a great actress, but this really, uh, it didn't, it, well, it did shock me. It shocked me how much I loved Yelena because I don't like Yelena in the comics. Yeah. Uh, well, I, she, I'm just, she, she's, a, she's a difficult character for me to relate to in the comics, but um, I, Florence made her incredibly relatable. Um, and I, you know, that's the writing, that's the directing, that's the acting, but her, her face right after she looks down and sees Oksana and she says, Oksana, and it's just all over her face, like regret and confusion and like this realization of what she's done. Um, just beautiful. And it's, again, it's quick. It blinks Very and quick. it. Um, but it, I mean, just, just beautiful. Uh, Did you catch her moment when uh, uh, Oksana is kind of like choking her, or at least like preventing her from stabbing. And she does the same sort of scream that she did in Midsummer, where she's just like, uh, like she, she oh, sounded that, that like guttural. she was like, all, it almost felt like she was feigning. Like she was yes. like pretending to be really hurt so that it would like catch Oksana off guard because I was like, oh my God, like, is she going to kill you? Like, it almost sounded like she was trying to do a, like, stop it, you're hurting me. And so that way, maybe she would flinch for a second so she could get it, but then she just drops the knife anyway and gets her. But I was like, dang, like she is. And that was like, you know, within what, a minute of her fighting. And it was like, she's already employing psychological tactics to like, it it just, it felt so visceral of the way she did this. And it was just like, yeah, I was I was sold on Yelena in that scene. Like I was just yeah. like, she is a fighter. Yeah. And obviously we get our investment tripled when we see her fight Black Widow, which is in my opinion, that's the passing of the torch, right? Of like, hey, you see here, like she's as good of a fighter as Black Widow. Mm-hmm. So she's the perfect replacement. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but no, it was, I thought great opening scene, perfect. And, uh, but now we're going to jump to what is, uh, I would call honestly one of the most shocking scenes because again, a lot of the shocking scenes were taken from us early, but uh, early from the trailer. So she uh, gets all this mail and she's like, I don't want my mail. And I'm like, what kind of a human are you that you don't even want to open? She's got packages in there. Like I'm, yeah. I guess I'm part of the Amazon generation. Like I see a package at my door. My day is made. I love opening. <laughs> I'm the opposite of Tony Stark. But yeah. uh, so she's like, I'm going to just <laughs> drive into town to throw this mail away. And so she's driving, she yeah. drives to the town. We get a, and this is funny. I was telling my wife, I was like, I said, did you, how much did you like that Sia song? And she was like, what? And I was like, 2016. Yeah, this, I was like, yeah, hit the dance floor. She was like, that was so quick. I was like, I don't know. It felt like it was there for a while, but she's jamming out to Sia as she's going in there. I love yeah. that. And uh, it's funny too, that, cause I, I, th- I, is Sia Norwegian? She's definitely Australian. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. I was was like, pretty cool that they'd be playing seed on the radio in Norway, but well, but timing it was perfect because it wasn't that like a 2016 chart song. Yes, yeah, brilliant. I know, and I thought that in the movie, I was like, oh yeah, Yeah. perfect timing. Like I was obsessed with that song when it came out. So, yeah, uh, but she hits that spot, and and the car stops, and it stops for a little too long. And I was waiting for something to happen, but then I was like, why is she stopped? But before my mind could even register that, the car explodes. And I was, I was like, oh my God. And you know, it's just flipping and flipping and flipping. And this is where 
I think if anyone, including myself, <laughs> questions that Black Widow is not a superhero and doesn't have power, <laughs> this movie proves that she does because she oh, yeah, like seven life-threatening situations and gets out literally scratch-free. So she, yep. she definitely has more power than the ibuprofen would, uh, would suggest. And so, yes, this car does probably six turns it's definitely a totaled vehicle at this point oh yeah uh, and ends up half careened off the uh, off the railing and at this point she's i love too that she's like she has no idea what's going on which is is shocking to me right of like black widow always knows what's going on she's always as soon as the generator went off like exactly right, right. No, well, I, and i feel like she should have known that too but that was the funny part it was just like the generator had nothing to do with anything had the generator been working taskmaster would have shown up at her place so like because taskmaster i think was tracking the uh vials if i'm remembering right like that's what it, that's what she wanted was the vials so oh, good probably call. tracking that yeah. box in one way yeah, or another right. so she would have showed up at the the house anyway so i kind of but i love this because i know you and i'm hoping you notice this as well we get the avengers video game taskmaster black Widow oh yeah fight, on the bridge yeah. which is insane this and so I, i'll say this too for all the the knocks we're going to be giving this movie throughout every single action scene in this movie was perfect i i really thought that after the second viewing i was like i don't think any of these yeah. action scenes i didn't like they all had something where you're like oh whoa that's new and in this one it was obviously taskmaster but the like the taskmaster jumping from above the vehicle and blocking the bullets with the shield and then when she ropes taskmaster up in the bridge and taskmaster literally slices the rope upside down grabs the rope and swings back like the acrobatics required for that could only be pulled off by our favorite actress olga uh but by obviously by the taskmaster but even in the sense again you know natasha doesn't know what's going on and she's like, Ross has no jurisdiction here. And I love that. I love that mm -hmm. she would even think that Ross would go to those lengths to get her. Because I don't think Ross would go that far. I don't think he would blow up her vehicle and try to kill her to bring her in. But, you know, who, who knows? Maybe at this point it's like, hey, that's the only way we can bring her in, right? Is like yeah. we need to basically bring her to the brink of death. But we get this great fight. The music is just impeccable. She's, you know, match for match with her. And very quickly, you're like, she's not winning this fight. Like, there's no way she's winning this fight. But we get cool jumping, twisting around. We get a great knife, another great knife drop. So now we've seen Yelena and Natasha do the classic. Uh, is, that, is that from Winter Soldier? Does he do that? Or is the Winter Soldier bit when Taskmaster spins the knife? He the the Winter Soldier he does the spin he does the spin move with the knife but Taskmaster um because I feel like that's from so, somewhere where it was like trying somebody to go does a drop. drop yeah 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 Loki is it Loki maybe or is it John Wick <laughs> it's whatever <laughs> it is I'm here for <laughs> it's cool yeah. it's cool regardless <laughs> it is cool but uh, we get to the final bit where she so she's like in that scene where she so she's like down she gets up Taskmaster slams her foot into her chest and knocks her back again and you're just at this point you're as winded as she is and mm -hmm. you're like literally Natasha please stay down for your own good and then we get the cool visor scene where it says focus on primary target and goes back to getting the vials and she's like you're not here for me and I loved that that it was like so you know at that point taskmaster is mind controlled because obviously 
Anthony Masters or, you know, whoever is hiding under the hood would not pass up a fight with Black Widow. So you know that there's some mind control there at that point. But then Black Widow does her shoot thing, hits her up in the air. She gets to the vials first, but then she gets kicked again. Yeah. Slammed <laughs> up against the side of the car and into the river. Visceral is the only thing I can describe of all that. So then uh, Taskmaster opens the box. The vials are gone. We know that Black Widow escaped. Talk to me about this scene, Sarah. What did you? What were you feeling when you saw this for the first time? Um, I so I knew it was kind of, when I saw the bridge in the background. Uh, you know, she's driving up to that um, to that T stop, and so I knew the bridge from the clip they showed mm. at at Comic Con twenty nineteen. Oh. And then the the concept art. So I knew it was coming. I just didn't know how. Um, so it, it was, again, it was one of those things where I, I felt a little let down by the marketing <laughs> because right, I yeah. felt like I had already seen it. But I did love the part where she she um, hangs, you know, Taskmaster up by whatever I think it's his leg or something. He cuts the, he cuts the rope. Yeah, she like shoots one around, it wraps around her legs. And yes. The other it, one goes it, up to the bridge and pulls her up. Yes. And it, it looks fantastic. Um, the thing I appreciated the most, and this is just because I love Natasha, is that she, she was able to swipe those vials so quickly. Yes. <laughs> just like she always does. Um, and and get away she got away with her life and she got away with the package so um that's but that's just i i, I love her her skill set as she says would you say so, I, th- I feel like that's the last time she is taken by surprise and maybe mentally noting herself too of like not gonna let that happen yes. again because i don't think the entire rest of the movie she's taken off guard i think she's in like full control and that's yeah. that's a funny thing too because uh and I guess we'll talk about it right now, but there is a, there is a sense of low stakes with this movie because you know yeah. that Natasha's going to get away. You know, you know everything that's going to happen later. But as you're watching that, I think that almost puts it into taken territory of like, let's just watch somebody who we know isn't going to die kick ass. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there, there's something cool about that moment where when the person goes to punch you and the other guy catches the punch and goes my turn and then does it like this yeah. whole movie is Natasha going my turn and like kicking the crap out of literally everybody that she fights, which again, for her not getting any of her own movies is hundred percent deserved. But oh, I, I think that helps me at least offset the fact that, yeah, there was never a moment in this movie where I was like, uh oh, she's, you know, in trouble. Yeah. But yeah. I liked that because then it's like, you know, she doesn't deserve to be in trouble anymore. Like she gets her trouble in Endgame. Like we're, this is her getting to let loose. And after Taskmaster gets the best of her, it's like never again. Obviously, Taskmaster yeah. keeps getting the best of her, but at least she knows that she's coming, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, next scene from there is, uh, well, so now she goes to hunt down her sister, basically. She, like, gets out of the river, sees that there's a photo of her sister, the, the photo of them together, the Polaroid. And so she goes to Budapest. Uh, and and I, I I was whatever with that joke, the Budapest, Budapest joke. I honestly don't know what is the correct pronunciation of it, but I feel like they should have just been like, well, but the correct pronunciation is this. And then the other person go, oh, okay. But they didn't. They made it sound like, actually, it doesn't matter which way you call it. So 
I'm sticking with Budapest. That's how it's spelled. Uh, I think Budapest, I'm not a native, so I don't think I have a right to call it Budapest, but, uh, but she shows up there. And like I said, that air, that place that she goes into really felt like it felt like a mix of born identity, but it also felt like the ending of Casino Royale where they're in Italy in that elevator kind of Mm -hmm. area, which again, just pulling so much, so many James Bond vibes. Oh, and this was interesting too because we kind of skip over this, but she's what she watches uh, the James Bond Moonraker movie, and clearly sounds like she's seen it a lot. Yeah, yeah. My brother goes, "Well, hang on a minute. Isn't James? Is this mean now confirmed that the James Bond movies are in MCU canon?" And I was like, "Yes, they are." He goes, "All right then. Who in the James Bond movies is in the MCU movies?" And I was like, "Well." Mads Mikkelsen from uh, Doctor Strange as Le Chief. And I, I told, again, I'd seen the movie already, but I said, Steve, that's really funny that you bring that up. I said, why don't you just wait till the end of the movie? Because there may actually be a, I didn't say this to him at that point, but I was like, there's a Bond girl in this movie <laughs> who you don't realize until the very end of the movie. But uh, mm-hmm. Olga, who plays the ta- Taskmaster, is uh, the Bond girl in Quantum of Solace. And uh, so really interesting in that regard of like, yeah, technically she's in two different universes. But guys, you've seen Loki. Meta. You know there's multiple <laughs> multiverses. So please don't even think about that too hard. But she gets there. Uh, Yelena and her have a phenomenal fight. Again, this is the fight that everyone got to see in the previews, at least the people who were lucky enough to go see the, uh, I don't know what that was, but it was like a preview of mm-hmm. this fight. And so again, who cares? You, if you'd have just told me a Black Widow movie was coming, I'd be happy. I don't need to see anything more than that. But people got to see it and they all said, holy cow, this is a vi- going to be a visceral movie based off of this fight. And based off of this fight, it is. Like this fight, you've got her smacking plates. Same thing. Actually, did you notice when Natasha is choking out Yelena on the counter? And she's like, stay down. Like, yeah. The way she said it was just like, oh my God. Like I was just like, whole, like there, there was a bit of- Her eyes were like crazy. Her eyes yeah. were, they were like bulging. Cause she was so, but that's like a perfect acting of like, it's her sister. She hasn't seen her in a really long time. She's assuming the worst. And she's trying to still be a sibling at the same time. Like she doesn't want to kill yeah. her but she also kind of wants to put her in her place. And so there's just that whole, again, establishing that Yelena is just as good as Natasha. And I think they pulled it off. Yep. And it ended the only way it could have ended, which was in a truce. Exactly. <laughs> and that's yeah, a, literally that, a tie. Yeah. <laughs> literally and that's, a tie around the neck. <laughs> and that's, that's always how my brother and I ended fights uh with <laughs> one of us had to call truce but it, it was never um we we had to, we had to go as long as we could before one of us had to call truce and neither of us wanted to be the first one to call yeah. truce. and i don't was it yelena who called it no or was it no, it was it was natasha, natasha? Yeah, it was oh. yeah she was like truce, mercy and then she said fine and then she says you've grown up and she says no shit and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I love that that whole again you're getting in very few lines that Yelena is just like Natasha except yeah. we actually are seeing somebody who like we don't need to get a WandaVision series about Yelena dealing with her grief 
Yelena yeah. is very open with her emotions. She's very comfortable sharing what she's feeling, which is a huge benefit to her and to us, not only because we yeah. get to see that and see how you can be that way, how you can be comfortable sharing your own emotions with others, but we don't need to see that in the movies now, right? Like we can see her move forward with her life without addressing her past because yeah. again she is the same as Natasha so in addressing Natasha's past in this film you're essentially also addressing the Elena's past and giving her that ability of moving on so quickly or being able to at least release those pent-up emotions they had to do that because if she was the same as Natasha she would, we wouldn't have accepted her, right? Like we would have been like, she's the exact same, but then also you would need to have more movies where you see her break out of her past. And it's yeah. like, she clearly has already done that. She's already, she's already pissed. She's already moved on. She's already ready to get her revenge. And again, and I'm, all of this is coming, not just from this small scene, most of it's coming from that dinner scene, which we'll get to of, of her. There's that quick shot of her yeah. at the dinner scene where she like, she like, you can tell she's about to hold back her tears but then she says the whole, like, you know, my whole life, like that whole bit got me because that is, yep. that's how you release your emotions. Like for a regular, maybe another person, they would have just, you'd have seen that. And then they would have pushed it back down and they wouldn't have said anything, yep. but she speaks up for herself. And we see that here. She speaks up for herself. She's you, again, you're seeing who Yelena is in this scene and it's brilliant. And so we find out here, if you hadn't guessed who Taskmaster was yet, this to me was your first chance to guess who Taskmaster was when they're talking about Drakov and oh, you killed Drakov. Are you sure about that? Did you get the body? And uh, well, there was no body, they didn't find anybody. And it's like, well, we know the story of that Jason James Bourne that like no body, no crime, right? Like, there's gonna, they're gonna be alive. <laughs> and so, I can't remember, do they do the flashback scene? here during this scene of uh yeah they do because she talks about this is where we find out budapest what the story is behind budapest which is that she along with clint barton uh went there yes, this was yes. like her test to get into shield was for her to kill Drakov, and the only way she knew she could kill him or confirm where he was was seeing her daughter or his daughter because if his, yes. her, his daughter's there she knows that he's there so she blows up the building this was so when they're when they're talking about this Yelena says uh you haven't said a word about Drakov's daughter and then we have the ceiling explosion the ah. so the flashback happens when they hide out from Taskmaster in in the little place in the train station where her and Clint Barton hid out oh up top yes ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay okay <clears throat> but I do there, there's a uh there's a really quick part, an Easter, a Clint Barton Easter egg where Yelena asks Natasha, what kind of bullet does that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Natasha says, not a bullet, an arrow. I know. And it's just this, it's this quick, it's just like a little mwah, for fans. I know. know, it was great. But you know what I also thought was interesting is they made, they did a lot in here, or at least the ending did, of making it seem like Clint Barton's the villain. And it's like, we we know he's not the villain like yeah. why are, like don't toy with us like he's not the villain but so okay so yeah so then we'll we'll talk about that flashback so, shortly yeah the, the we get again another action scene and so i've yes. i've heard some people talking about that like this movie is go 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 
they're not wrong. Like this movie is go, go, go. And I I love that about this movie. Like I love that they just keep getting into fights and, and you really, really feel it in this scene because they just fought and literally their conversation back and forth is exposition for us to Mm -hmm. understand some things. And it's like, okay, all right, here comes the next fight. And when I watched it the second time, I always have this lingering feeling in my mind. And I've probably talked about this before of like action scenes should always have some form of character growth or story progression. Like you should never have an action scene to have an action scene. Yeah. And when I was watching this the second time, that thought did pop into my head. And I was like, is this action scene just for action? But it's not because we actually see the Drakov bit at the end of like her, you know, getting killed by Drakov. So there's a purpose mm-hmm. to this action, but again, crazy action. They're having to fight these people. They set off some bombs in their apartment. They leave, they jump on that giant uh, that pillar thing. The pillar thing. Yeah. And then the other girl jumps and slices her own hand to, I don't even know why she did it, but she's clearly not thinking, right? She's mind controlled. So yeah. she falls down and, and freaking makes a 90 degree angle with her her leg no thank you yeah. and they get down i mean even natasha and yelena get pretty beat up from that pillar like they both just natasha again you really see it here <laughs> well, landing uh, on her so feet. she hits the wall <laughs> she's she's literally gripped my fingers would have broke she's gripping the thing falls she smashes onto a vent another vent and then hits her head on a dumpster and this is actually poor editing. She hits the dumpster, falls flat on her face, and the next scene is her standing up and uh, yeah. walking towards yeah. it. And I was like, oh, whoa, that is out of place. But again, yeah. she's our superhero. We love her. This is her superpower. She can get away with these things the same way that Jason Bourne and James Bond can get away from them. So if they can, Natasha can. But she goes up to this girl, and just like Natasha is with how big her heart is, she tries to help her but the girl gets terminated and she black widows herself in the face. And it was funny when that happened, my brother goes, where's you, where's Yelena with her vials? Like she comes out just a little too late yeah, and uh, sl- slaps the vial back into the little container and says, well, <laughs> at least that's one more person we can use for later. But uh, they then leave, they get out of there and they go right into the next action scene, which is them uh, riding away on a bike. And uh, we get what I, I'm terming the Fast and the Furious uh, scene of the movie where <laughs> the absolute, and again, I think my family really, uh, I don't know if enjoyed is the word, but uh, my brother is a very heavy Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 player. And so he, uh, online, so he is constantly like, he's got so much money on there and he buys a ton of the cars. And he was like, I actually have that car on uh, Grand Theft Auto, the giant tank. And he was like, that's wild. But he was like, this is insane. <laughs> this car, I don't know what the physics are of it, of it skidding to the side and then just zooming over every car. It was yeah. equally hilarious and stupid. And to me, that's like the that's the bread and butter of Fast and Furious. It's yes. like, yeah, guys, Ridiculous. we know that this is improbable, but just sit down and like let your eyes enjoy it because... That was awesome. Seeing all those cars just fly out of the air. And then all of a sudden Taskmaster (laughs) pops out shooting the arrow and then they blow up. They do another triple barrel roll. Guarantee you the car is totaled. But not only is it totaled, it skids just so that it slides downstairs into a train station. And uh, and they're fine. Uh, Natasha gets out. I think she has a small scrape on her head. 
and you'll no, she actually doesn't she doesn't it's elena she's got the blood all over her hands she maybe got some glass yeah. on her hand her her yeah oh her yes arm. that's right her shoulder got really hurt so mm-hmm. they she says get up we got to get out of here and they go hide in this place so what were your thoughts with all of that like was this too much action was that was that the the tank <laughs> was that too much um or was it just right i think so the thing that i was uh, i think i said this to you yesterday the, the this is probably the most comic book accurate mcu movie that natasha has been featured in as far as the action and the violence yeah (laughs) just like the sheer uh brutality of it um i think i think it was ridiculous in the fast and the furious type of way yeah but i i loved it um and yelena getting you know getting hurt opens up that opportunity later for natasha to take on the nurturing sister mom role that we get to see that softer side of her yeah and they don't call any attention to it it's just very quick while they're talking yeah um but uh so yeah and and it took them to the hideout it took them to the hideout where we get a little bit a little bit more exposition about her and Clint Barton because you know that's going to come up later with Yelena she's she's going to recognize the name she now she knows his face um so what scene is that where she says clint barton he she's someone was is like who and she's like clint barton and i think maybe it was this scene i think it was her it may have been in the apartment when she said something about yeah because she was explaining what she had to do in budapest and she was Mm, like it was was me and another operative and she was like who and she says clint barton and so I feel like that's why I, I feel like there's yep. multiple scenes in this movie where Elena is getting information that Clint is a helper, not a yes. herder. Exactly. So yes. the way that she like, and that's why we're going to get to that at the end about Hawkeye, but um, yeah, but yeah, so I, I think you're right. I mean, it is, it was ridiculous, but in the best way. And as, as we're saying it, yes. I'm really thinking it's like, you know what we, we've talked about too, that like Natasha deserved a, a better movie. Uh, or something, you know, she deserved more, but we got what we got. And I think you can look at it as like, we got a accurate Black Widow movie. And I, I think that's something that people should take away is if you if you say, okay, you know what? Guardians of the Galaxy is the the wacky, fun space movie, right? Like that was the first, they got that. They got that genre. Natasha got the uber ultra violent, genre and i like that she's the one that got it because mm-hmm. you could have had a wolverine movie where it would have been it would probably be worse than this but now yes. when you watch wolverine when that ever comes out you're gonna go oh wow th- you're gonna compare it to black widow you're gonna go mm-hmm. oh my gosh is this more violent than black widow so she is in a sense getting a movie that's going to be memorable and remembered by but like i said that freshness of like she deserved more like not wrong yeah. but she did get some things in this movie. Like I love, my family said that too. At one point they were like, Disney allowed this. And I'm like, (laughs) Disney allowed this. Like we got it. It's really cool. Like we got, my cousin said that when she killed Oksana, she was, he was, he said, and I don't know what this is, but he said, I thought Disney is not allowed to show people die. 
like yeah. actually die blood. on camera. Yeah. Some blood. And that's all of it. I mean, we see yeah. that's a pretty wicked knife wound. So so yeah, so they're hiding up in this in this hideout. We get the flashback. And like I said, you know, that flashback sequence, that is when I guessed Taskmaster. Because yes. I and and to me, that was just simple math in my head. If Drakov got away, he got his daughter out of there because he she's literally like two feet away from him at his desk like if he got out he took her with like despite him being the worst human ever uh like he he loves his daughter like he does care about his daughter so he's gonna get her out and i'm like but we haven't seen her and then i was like but wait a minute we keep hearing her mention drakov's daughter drakov's daughter yeah. and i was like she's gonna be something i was like i bet you she's tasked like i didn't think too hard yeah. about it but i was just like yeah she's probably taskmaster and then i kind of pushed it aside and then they really telegraph it at the end but um yeah so that whole bit the flashback and i'm trying to think of what oh so then what happens next is uh they go get alexi right they say or no 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 they don't they go to they go eat together at the the, the car bar. repair shop and yes. so we get some yeah, great yeah. character development there oh, man. of them as yeah. sisters talking uh and this is where i'm trying to think this is where the comedy starts i feel like there's a couple of bits here and there maybe like between her and mason but this scene is where i think it started really being funny and i was like oh okay they i, I like their their combo of again yelena is like She's totally moved on. She's like, all this terrible stuff happens to me, but I gotta, I, I'm moving on. Whereas Black Widow is like, she's very hardened and she's like, I hate the world. I, and that's why I left this whole thing. And I just loved in my second viewing, the look on her face when she says the red, and I don't think it was even in this scene, but when she was like, the, the red room's still around. Mm-hmm. And that look of like, are you serious? And, and, and that's getting back to that other piece that really felt like a huge thing for this movie. Despite the fact that we know the Red Room is getting taken down, that we know all of this is going to happen because of Infinity War and Endgame, like that's a pretty big Taken type deal of Natasha just be like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go take down the whole Red Room by myself in my one movie. And it's like, that's pretty badass that she was able to just be like, and she says in that, she's like, so you just want to go take down the Red Room? And she's like, yeah. yeah. And it was like, yep. uh, yeah, yes, please. That sounds great. So it's like, again, if this movie had been released long ago, it would have hit much better. But in hindsight, you know, years later, we're going to look back on that and be like, that Red Room, especially as corny as it is of him being like, look at all my girls. And they pop up a million girls on the map. Like, but that's not, that's no small potatoes. Like, that's a Mm-mm. big deal yeah. to have that many sleeper agents around the planet you're living in this Triskelion type place in the sky it's like and Natasha took you down like and now there is no more red room like it to me that is such a huge accomplishment not just for the movie but for her as a character that like she acknowledged that she made a mistake that she wasn't able to take them down and she fixes that mistake and it's a huge fix right like it'd be the equivalent of of somebody taking down like hydra in a movie kind of like in in winter soldier like it's that level even though we know it's it's the but the difference being like that was a huge reveal we never saw it coming whereas this is like telegraphed from day one but regardless i I think that's really cool yeah I, i i do too I think that I think that scene 
uh, where they're sitting there just having beers and they're talking about, you know, uh, their, their story. Right. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and Natasha, while Yelena's talking, Natasha just goes over there and she, she cleans the wound. She bandages, uh, she bandages her arm up and then she just goes back and sits down and they keep talking. So it's like this, you know, just very quick, but in the back, in the background, yes, very casual, very natural. Uh, in the background, you, you see this guy fixing his car, right? And and you're like, okay, there's a the guy fixing his car, cool. And and they just keep casually drinking and looking over every once in a while at this guy with his car. And then once they figure out their plan that they're gonna go take down the red room, Natasha says, uh, "Do you see where that guy put the keys?" <laughs> and Elena goes. Uh, top drawer green cabinet and then they they cheers and the next scene is them in the car (laughs) yeah (laughs) I did I didn't catch it on the first viewing but on the second viewing they actually do a very quick shot of him putting his keys in that drawer and I was like to me that's that's a brilliant movie thing because you can be like oh like they're super super smart spies like they would catch that but for the for the director to say well, I'll give you a chance to try and see if you caught yes. it too. And like, I completely missed it on the first viewing because again, like you're, you got stars in your eyes with the movie, but on yes. the, I was like, damn, she actually put a scene in there. I was like, that is it's awesome. Great. Like, so I would good. love to hear if somebody, I would love to hear if somebody, did you catch that on the first viewing? Not, not the keys. Right. I, I got, I got the concept, but it was like my second viewing where I, I find I was looking for it though. So that's, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would love to hear if anybody actually caught it on their first scene. Cause that was like, literally was a blink and you miss it scene. So yeah, they're, they're on the road and we get another heavily marketed yet. I did not know that this was heavily marketed, but this was a heavily marketed scene of them in the car. Uh, and I hated it in the marketing. Like as I watched those clips afterwards, I was like, that is so corny. But when I watched it in the movie, I was laughing my butt off. And so that, mm-hmm. like, what does that say about this marketing? Cause I was like the way that they marketed it with the, the music of the, the clip, not the music of the scene. They made it seem like they're yeah. building up to the whole, Oh, you know, this is so cool. Right. I loved that bit where she's like, I know, right. This is so cool. Like I thought that was really funny, but when I watched it in the clip, I was like, what so that again another reason why i shouldn't be watching these clips but i love that scene she's talking about this vet and again i was like yeah okay cool you know we're getting a little bit of lore building that yelena's got a vest and she's gonna that's gonna i i literally thought yeah that was gonna be her thing was like okay in the next few movies she's gonna have this vest on and that's gonna be her trademark is that she's got this many pocketed vest and then when she gives the vest to, to natasha later i was like what, why, why is she giving this best? And then afterwards, when I watched one of the clips and they mentioned in the clip and showed from Infinity War, I was like, they're really giving this away in the clip, huh? And I, yeah. I'm glad that I didn't know. Cause then I, when I saw it later, I was like, oh my God, that is amazing. That like, yeah. so when they showed the posters that Disney put out for the new, for the Infinity and Endgame was like, She's in her vest in Infinity War and she's in Yelena's or Melina's costume in Endgame. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, that is amazing. And I'm glad I didn't see it beforehand. Like, I'm glad I didn't get spoiled for that. But I thought 
So that vest has like a lot of significance to it. Oh yeah. And they kind of show that in this car. Like I just love that whole, you know, oh, it's a dumb vest. No, actually well, it's actually a pretty cool vest. It's yeah, like, oh. it, yes, it, it's like a typical passive aggressive sister yes. interaction. Cause her saying like, I got this cool vest. And then Natasha's like, oh, okay. Is that like army surplus yeah, or yeah. like that? It's like, it's so that has happened so many times in my life right but then it made for a cool like character build of like exactly once i left the red like once i broke free i wanted something for myself yeah and it's like well how cool of you to go to the army surplus to pick up a vest (laughs) yeah and then natasha says she likes it and i genuinely think natasha liked it (laughs) i think she was just like i mean she's got the gadget belt like Mm-hmm. The best would just be perfect. Like she could have yeah. even more things for activities in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What? Uh, so from there, that's then they get back to uh, Mason, who makes his second yes. appearance in this film, yeah. uh, doing the exact same thing. He says, <laughs> "I got what you asked for, but I just didn't have enough time and resources to get something better." We actually get great lines in this part because she's she's like, "That's it." And he's, she's like, what? And looks at Natasha for some support. And he, she's like, well, you did give me a generator that crapped out after six hours. And it was like, dang, yeah, she's not wrong. And he's like, oh, wow, yeah, tag team, huh? Awesome, cool. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're damn right they're a tag team, dude. Leave them <laughs> they're about to kick your ass. And so mm-hmm. we get to see the white uh, suits at this point, which was awesome. And so they take off in the helicopter to go rescue Alexi. So let's dive into the prison scene because this was one of my favorite bits of the movie. Again, I had all I knew about this scene and I, I heard someone else mention this too. A very small part of me thought that this is what we were going to get for the free fall scene uh, just because of the way the prison was structured, like with the, the tall railings and everything. But then I wiped it out of my mind. I was like, ah, no, never mind. But uh, I hadn't seen anything else besides the, you know, flip of her onto the top and, that was about it. Uh, so this whole thing to me was gold. I the the character development we get for Alexi here of like the tattoos, all of that shows the passage of time of how long he's been there. That he's got this many tattoos on him. He's got a gold tooth now, very long beard, messy hair, and he's doing arm wrestling competitions with yeah. everybody. And I was like, what a great way to show is he still a super soldier? And it's like, uh, hell yeah, he is still a super soldier because he gets that big guy and breaks his arm, noodles that arm. (laughs) All at the same time, while he is in ultimate cocky mode, talking about how he's fought Captain America. And he's like, when did you say that was? I don't know, 84, 83. He's like, yeah, he would have been in the ice still. And he's like, you calling me a liar? And then breaks his arm. It's like, Mm -hmm. dude, you are a liar, but I would never call you a liar because that guy, he could literally fight everybody in that prison now you know that so i loved that establishing of him as like and not only establishing him as the red guardian but establishing how much he has either changed or reverted since the beginning of the movie because you wouldn't get any indication of that except for when he talks to drakov and says like i want to get back out in the field and it's like okay you know maybe it's been a while but then you see there it's like no he was a big deal he's got a costume he's got toys he, he was marketed as a super soldier. And I think we talked about this of like, he's the first super soldier in the Soviet Union. So clearly 
people were experimenting on other people in multiple countries across the world. Cause you've got America with Steve Rogers and Isaiah Bradley. And then obviously you've got the Soviet union with um, well, obviously they did it on red guardian, but you've also got uh, Bucky got the super soldier serum as well. And then you, you know, that means there's probably that's how they do it. Right. Like yeah, anyone who needs it. Well, yeah, it was a secret government program in China or in the film, yeah. wherever they want to add a new character. That's also super strong, but I thought it was cool. Cause I'm not a big, like, I'm not very familiar with red guardian besides who he is. So you may have some more insights on that of like, is that basically what his story is in the comics is that he's uh, a super soldier? yes and he's he's a super soldier in the comics but that's that's uh he he and captain america were nemeses in the not 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 yeah not 1983 1984 but like way back i think red guardian's first appearance first appearance was avengers 43 um in like the 60s so wow it's not i it's not very similar and in in the comics he and natasha are married so spoiler yeah i saw that too and i was like i like that i like the way they did it here better yeah so uh that's kind of where the similarities end but i did i i was thinking about what he was saying about captain america and I saw someone talking about Isaiah Bradley, which um, you know could be possible, but we also don't know what Cap may or may have done uh, when he went back to 1970. You know, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't know. There's I don't so know. many possibilities, and they do. They honestly do a good job of like you don't really know if he's lying. Like they keep he could open. be lying. He most likely is lying, but he also might not be lying. Like maybe, yeah. or maybe like, I think I saw someone mention too, that what if it, what if he fought Isaiah? Like maybe it was Isaiah that he fought, but I highly doubt that because there's, you know, he says yeah. like, you're an Avenger now. So like he knows who the Avengers are. So he knows yeah. it's, it's Steve Rogers. Yeah. And, and he asks her later when, when for, for no one else's benefit except his own, he asks, did he talk about me? Right. So it's like... Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have hmm. been Isaiah. I wonder... But still funny of yeah. like, okay, so he... It's in, it's interesting, the it whole interesting. ice conversation. Because I... And I, I would be totally content with him being a liar. I'm fine with that. But it still is like, maybe he's just got such a self-inflated ego that he would assume because yeah. he's also a super soldier that Cap was briefed on like here are the other known super soldiers in the world we got the red guardian over in in russia sort of thing so yeah that's possible yeah um but yeah so this i mean the the whole earpiece in the toy but i also you know on the second viewing i was laughing because i'm like it it makes sense that you're in this dingy russian prison and his mail is like just a bunch of ripped up pieces of newspaper and this toy and i was just like (laughs) why'd they give him the ripped up pieces of newspaper? And I'm like, oh, that's because if they'd have just slid one toy through that thing, it wouldn't have looked good. Like it would have just been like, yeah. what the hell? Oh, you just got a toy in the mail. Like they had to have extra things in there, but it was weird. Cause it's just all trash. Like I, I tried seeing yeah. like, is it a package? It didn't look like anything. It was just like, it almost looked mm-hmm. like a manila envelope had been ripped up a couple of times and some writing and stamps were put on it. It's like, 
Okay, cool. Obviously, you know, they just maybe gave him the packaging of the cake that they stole from him when they said, uh, tell your fans to get more butter. Like, I love, I love that. I was like, damn, those guys are ruthless. But he gets the earpiece in, his daughters are there, they tell him to leave. He obviously, he makes a scene. But we get, again, spoiled in the clips, but uh, this bit where she says, come on, super soldier, and I lost it. I actually went, yes, because uh, I'd never seen the clips. Uh, and so to see him like get riled up by that and he was yeah. like, fine. And then he just leaps up and I was like, oh, this is his superhero moment. Like this is, but then he gets, you know, zapped and falls right back down. So he's just yeah. tumbling. And so Natasha has to come save him. And we get uh, what I thought that part was going to be the best part, but we get what I think is the best part, which is Yelena trying to drive this helicopter and she can't oh really gosh. do it. And then she starts getting shot at and she shoots that rocket at them and it blows up causing this avalanche. And I just thought that whole thing was awesome. Like, she, I thought And she was- doesn't even flinch. She yeah. does not even flinch when the bullets are hitting the side of the helicopter. Yeah, and she's being shot at while she's aiming and she's yeah. completely still. I mean, it's her training. Like that's the thing. Yeah. That's the whole sad part Perfect. of it too, though. Of like, yeah. and he, I think Alexi really highlights that when they after they leave, of like, you guys are so good now, right? Like he's like, you're the most efficient assassin of all yeah. time, and it's child like, it's, assassin. yeah, a child assassin of all yeah. time. And I I love that whole bit because not only does it show like what his true priorities are. And, but it's funny but at the same time it's like he's not wrong like yeah they went through absolute hell but like yeah look where they are now like she's an avenger so it's that whole idea of like like they said the pain makes you stronger of like yeah you know you weren't locked up in prison for your entire life after you got kind of uh narked on by Drakov sort of thing so it's very interesting of like it's so sad what they went through but it's a benefit to us as fans to get to see them be able to shoot rockets out of a flying copter without even flinching because they've had so much training in the red room and whatnot. So it really is that whole like catch 22 almost sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I love that reunion though. I think it was great. She's like, wow. First thing you say when you come out is about you. And she's like, really, you really want to go here. And I, I, I loved, and I was like, okay. Like when he's like, your ledgers must just be dripping, gushing yes. with blood. And I was like, wow. Like he just, he loves killing. He must love killing. Like, mm-hmm. this is crazy, but that it's, whole bit was great. It's a, the perfect callback to, to Loki's, Loki's line in Avengers. Yes. It's like there are a bunch of little moments like that. Um, that I really appreciated but the I enjoyed and this is the direction it's it's comical but um, you know when he's got both their hands and he's saying you've killed you know you guys are so look how many people you've killed (laughs) but their their faces Natasha and Yelena um they they're they're not proud of it they are they don't like it natasha pushes away um i think yelena part of her is happy to have that embrace but in the end she's like "Mm, you stink um but i think that's a great you know back to the characterization of those two um it shows remorse it shows you know they're they still are driven 
somewhat by a moral compass. Um, I really, I, I appreciated that. I appreciated being able to see that. You kind of see it developed over the film too, because yep. she makes that mention in uh, Budapest when she tells Yelena like, or and you know what? That's funny too. Is we completely glossed over the, the whole superhero, scenes. the whole superhero pose scene. Yes, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, on second viewing, I was the only one that laughed with my cousins, so they I don't think they found it as an entertaining. But when she says the whole, it was hilarious. Uh, I don't think the a hair god hair. from space would need ibuprofen after a fight. I thought was yeah. just a great line. But then yeah, when she does, but I, I thought it was funny too that like she was going out of her way in public to make fun of her because she's like uh, uh, like getting down yeah. to like because she's like wounded and then when yeah. she gets up she's like uh, uh, and it was like you went to all that trouble to make fun of her like i love that but so <laughs> she uh where was i going with this oh so when they're back in budapest though talking again i think it was in that scene she says you um, the only difference between us is like little girls look up to you and want to be like you when you grow up blah 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 and yeah. it's like she says the reason that I wanted to be an Avenger is so that I could make up for all of those bad things that I did. And Yelena immediately stops joking and she kind of like looks at her and is like, okay, and then like leaves. And I just, I love that. And you're getting it again here of, again, not th really Yelena see, like you're not seeing Elena have like the light bulb go off in her head, right? but you're seeing the, the impressioning on her of like her big sister being like, this is how you atone. This is how you you be a good person. And I think that's going to be internalized by Elena going forward. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see in a future installment of whatever, Elena referencing that of like, I whatever quote it would be that Natasha says, she says it to say like, yeah. this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, I'm carrying on that same yeah. legacy of atonement. Like, just... I totally agree. Like the, the, it, kind of like you had said at one point, like there's overarching issues of the film, but those little moments are so mm -hmm. strong and they're so powerful. And we get yeah. that too with this uh, kind of, no, here we are at the copter scene. So they're, they're, oh, we actually skipped over it and we won't go back to it of, of them talking in the copter about, uh, actually yeah. we skipped over that whole bit. That bit was actually really funny. He's like, I don't know where the red room is, but your mother knows where the red room is and she's in St. Petersburg. And she's like, I don't think we have enough mm. fuel for St. Yeah. Petersburg. Nah, it's fine. We'll make it. Okay. And bam, slams right down. <laughs> I, I wish they would have uh, put a thing on the screen that said like 16 Saint miles Peter to Petersburg. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. That would have been really funny, but the whole landing was great. And so, yeah, so now they're walking and they, they show up at Melina's kind of compound and she's working on some pigs and uh, very, very uh, dark coming up with those, those damn pigs. Yeah. But yeah. she, like we said, you know, she, she detects something on the perimeter. She grabs the biggest gun I've ever seen in my life that I'm sure is also probably the quietest gun you've ever heard too. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that is like hundred percent silence. And, uh, and it's like pointing. I love that too. Like any other person, they would be looking at a camera or they would be looking through binoculars and she's literally looking through the scope of her gun. And it's like, that's totally Melina. And she sees them. And I love that she sees them for a bit. Like you, she sees them and then they're kind of walking by some trees and she continues to look. And I just, I'm wondering like what's going through her head at that moment. Cause she takes the gun down and kind of looks and they show up and she, she says, honey, we're home. And she still is not smiling. She's yeah. just kind of like, 
all right, like, come on in. And it's like, I would like, did you kind of see anything with that? Like, was it, was there something I'm missing? I think I think it goes back to that line at the very beginning where she she says I don't want to go and she's been alone working on on pigs outside of St. Petersburg for 21 years well as far as we know uh she's probably what she's been doing because she said that's what she was doing even beforehand Um, she said yeah that's what they started in ohio so she's probably been developing that stuff the entire time exactly so uh i think you know i i think a lot of us could probably identify especially right now after being in quarantine for a year and some change some skills some social skills uh right because she's all you know hiding (laughs) need to be exercised and imagine being you know in a situation for 21 years where this this situation that this family fake or not that you loved so much um and you lost them and you've had 21 years to think about it and it's jarring, you know, pe- people deal with trauma in such different ways. And for her, it's almost like the, the self-preservation thing. It just, there's a wall that just whoop, yeah, goes she, right. Cause yeah. she's being, she's being so loving with the pig. She's like, oh, my darling, my darling. And then people show up and she's like, nope. <laughs> I, I almost wonder with what you're saying, if maybe she kind of trans transported those feelings from her family. She named the pigs. Great point. Yeah. yeah. So she had to have. She she probably is treating those pigs like her family now. Mm-hmm. And when she sees them, she just doesn't know how to react. She's like, because yeah. you know, and I'm thinking too of you know the scene where they're looking through the photo album. She catches that photo album. Natasha does. It's two books under with something on top of the book. So she's not like looking at this photo album. It's just there. So she probably yeah. looked at it at one point in time. But I bet you she's kind of just like put that in the I mean, again it was only th- for her as an adult and being an adult even at that time it was only three years of her life like there's I, i'm sure all of us could agree there's probably a job you worked for three years that you quit that you probably never think about anymore it's that same yeah. sort of thing where like obviously hers was more impactful but she's probably suppressed those emotions and transmuted them into these pigs and so yeah she's like she's kind of like uh, i don't know how to react to this because you also see you know she ends up alerting them learning mm-hmm. uh, the red room so she softened some, she softens again but at some level she still reported it right like yeah she had to have reported it or she would have gotten killed too it worked yeah. for the plan but when i watched that the first time and didn't realize that was the plan i'm like i wasn't shocked i was like oh that makes sense like she clearly seems like she is Drakov's pet so to speak yeah right? yeah 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 and then we get that dinner scene uh talk to me about that dinner scene um, oh, man. and honestly we can just skip to the good part okay you know they're okay. they're chit-chatting we're getting the the literally the clips from the trailers of them yeah. going back and forth but we we're going to talk about the piece you don't get in the trailer which is when uh yelena says or, or melina is explaining and this is actually something we didn't talk about that i'm gonna i want to pitch to you on this Melina's explaining that over the last, since Ohio, she talks about the Winter Soldier program. They've been working on chemicals and pheromones to, yes. to change the brain function. We also get that at the end with Dracov. That's Spider-Woman. And I think that 
it i'm seeing your face see (laughs) right i think because you know there's there's certain bits of character of unintroduced characters where if you didn't lay a certain piece of groundwork it would be like wait what she has the power to influence people with pheromones okay now when they introduce her you can go oh yeah the pheromone thing that's from black widow like i bet you because isn't she she is a she was born from hydra and so Mm -hmm. they kind of tested on her and with the radioactive spider all that stuff uh make it the red room i don't care make it they, they worked with hydra on the project right with uh with uh the winter soldier program boom there you go they pass off some pheromone blueprints to hydra yeah no problem that i like i said i didn't throw that at you last night but no, i think that's I, your that's your hint that's your I big hint full body goosebumps right i know now. me too i think I'm i really because so again that's it but whether or not they do that in the next movie whatever all i'm saying is that it, that plan is coming that's, the door that's, is open that is coming but that's not the part i'm talking about so she says she says that and yelena says do you know who they tested that on yeah and she says uh no actually i wasn't privy to any of that information and uh natasha kind of looks at her a little bit but then natasha then looks at yelena and uh, and Melina at this point goes back into her monologue. She's like, no, I didn't blah, 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 starts talking. But we get a camera shot of Yelena starting to well up, start and very midsummer-esque. And, and I, I call that back to, to when she was screaming at the beginning. A lot of those same like very visceral human emotions of her reliving all of the trauma she's experienced. And she's sitting there trying to like hold it in, but you know she knows she can't and she blurts it out and says that well no she doesn't blurt that part out natasha starts talking again and she's like can you guys stop talking about this as being a family like we we were not real this was never real and that's that breaks her that's what breaks her and she says uh that is the only thing that lie was the only thing that was real to me and those test subjects they tested on me i was one of those test subjects and Old body goosebumps. I started what I was like the just uh, Florence Pugh's delivery of all of that being able to give the emotion and also give the line delivery. I just talk to me about this. Yeah, it was it was perfect. I, I think in in many ways that scene was her scene. Because yeah. from a from a director's perspective, you're getting the exposition from Melina. Um, but you're while Melina is explaining the thing about the pig, you're worried about the pig, right? And and oh god, yeah, the pig thing's going on that whole time. It's so freaking bizarre. But yeah, but you're getting you're getting the that human reaction from Yelena and Natasha looking at each other like, oh my god, the pig. <laughs> like they're not listening to her. They're, they're they are both looking at each other, thinking about the pig. Yelena starts to tear up thinking about the pig um and the 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 whole the whole scene you know the 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 funny banter and you know don't slouch Natasha it's like okay that's funny and it's it's exactly like a family would do um but it it all builds up to that moment where Natasha says you're an idiot you're a coward none of this was real and then Yelena 
just unloads yeah and her her face is like god Florence Pugh I know everyone is saying it I know it sounds like a broken record but she's perfection yes um and her emotional response to you know she says the best part of my life was fake and none of you told me yeah and then she like takes a breath and just kind of like you know exhales and and then says the thing about the test subject uh her being the test subject um it's it is such good it's great writing it's great directing it is great acting um and it is a beautiful glimpse into an otherwise very hard um facade of a character yeah and um it's just i just i absolutely loved that scene but not not for the reasons <laughs> that that we saw in the trailer um it, it it was just i thought it was beautiful yeah really and well then done she uh storms off like any young daughter would except this daughter grabs the entire bottle of vodka yeah. when she's leaving which was i again those little moments that you don't think are character development that are 100% character development. Cause if it was me, I would have just stormed off, but she grabs the yeah. bottle of vodka with her and runs off into her room. And I love that. Alexi's just like, I've got this. I, and it's like, dude, no, be careful. But I love that. That was what his immediate reaction was, was like, I'll yeah. go talk to her. And I, I just, Again, you see their, you're seeing their facades crumble away because of this. And like I said, in, in the brilliance of this film, that's your final scene of the movie is the, the big catharsis for the family. And you're getting that. And it's not, I don't know what part we're at of the movie, but this isn't the end of the movie. And you're getting that whole breakdown of the family. And so that's when I was like, oh, they're all going to work. Like you already knew they were all going to work together. But I'm like, that's the moment where if Melina was on the fence, that she was no longer on the fence. And if anything, yeah. it, it's it's uh, finalized then. And if you're ever wondering if this is, isn't a Yelena origin story, we get a very quick scene of Natasha and Melina before we get a very long scene with the father and the other daughter, uh, which yeah. is again, fine, whatever. So she's looking at the photo book, talking about the stuff, but uh, Rachel Weiss says, how did you keep your heart? And I immediately oh, got, I immediately like got that welling in my chest. And I said in my head, I was like, say, because, uh, because you told me to, but she didn't say that because remember in the beginning, she says, she when says, she's on the stretcher, right. when Melina's on the right. stretcher, she says, what does she say? Don't, don't uh, lose your heart. Don't lose your heart. And she says, how did you keep your heart? And I was going to say, because you told me to, and I would have just lost it. And she says, uh, pain makes you stronger. And I was like, I felt like that was a miss. I was like, that would have been the perfect delivery. But then she says, you taught me to like, what you taught me helped me stay alive or so like, it was still sweet, but I'm like you, she's directly calling back a line. Oh not yeah. Only from the movie, but that's from a trauma period in your life. Like that she should have remembered that moment for the rest of her life right well, so like she would have remembered Melina telling her that on the stretcher uh, why she and, wouldn't have said because you told me to is beyond me but yeah I just my opinion I think it's because Natasha is a deflector 
Oh, I think yeah. she, I think she a hundred percent remembers. She admits thinking about her mom, her bio mom, every day of her I guess life. That's true. Yeah, um, I think that. she absolutely remembered. But Natasha doesn't. That's it was a classic Natasha response. But you're right. It would have been beautiful. That would have been like the the Paul Bettany vision. Um, what is grief if not love? Person that would have been like exactly. Perfect. Yeah, like I was just but I was, was ready Natasha. to cry, and I was yes. that to me. What would have been again? That would have been a cheer, not a cheer moment, but that would have been like a uh, some people would have been doing things in the theater, like whether you would have heard oh, sniffles yeah. or something like that would have been the scene. But that is a yeah. great point. What you bring up, and now I want to watch this movie again in that lens because. I, I think you're totally right. Cause she even, she cries when she talks about her mom. She says, I have no idea, blah, 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 about my mom. We get the big reveal of who her mom is, which is, uh, well, we don't know exactly who she is, but you know, that right. her mom willingly gave her away, which is absolutely terrible, but that she wa didn't want that. It changed her mind basically yeah. and tried to get back. And that caused her to get killed, which I'm okay with the way that they went with all of it. Cause we again you you're getting like natasha's pain is born not from her mom but from the loss of her mom and from the life that came from that and that's what we've seen so we don't need yeah. this like her mom doesn't matter anymore it's it's the it's the action of her being taken from her mom that's what mattered and mm -hmm. so learning about it in this way it did hit home. Like I was like, Oh, okay. And I loved in the second viewing, like really Melina's delivery of it. So matter of factly, so like nonchalantly too, of just like, which I loved in the sense of like, she, she knew it wasn't her fault. Like she had nothing to do with this, this murder yeah. of a person, but she knew about it. And so she's like, yeah, I'll tell you everything you need to know. Like, it's not a great yeah. story, but here it is. And it was like, I just love that she was like so honest with her. But then she says, I called them just a little bit ago. And I'm mm -hmm. like, really? You called them? But I was like, that can't, I was like, okay, so that's her. I thought that was her admitting like, mea culpa, like I called mm -hmm. them, what can we do to fix this? But she doesn't really say that. So you get a good sort of, and it's interesting because when they, when the, the, this whole scene starts and they're walking into the house and she's like, I'm putting away my weapon. You yes. see in the back, you see the masks. Mm -hmm. I did not know what those were. I, when I saw them the first time, I thought I was like, is she Madam mask? That's what I, my, that's what I thought. And I was like, that would be awesome. But then I was like, no, cause they show it twice. And the second time I was like, oh no, that's not a Madam mask mask. And then I thought, forgot about it. But I was like, I liked that they sort of dropped that a little bit there. So mm -hmm. like a really good, someone way better than me would be like, Ooh, they're going to, that's going to come back. Um, and so then we, we, we swap over to the other uh, parent-daughter conversation, which honestly bummed me a tiny bit. This may be, I don't know, I'll be curious to see what you think. You got a, she's like, doesn't want to talk. She's like, I know, I know. But then he starts telling her the story and he pleads with her to let him finish. And he's like, please, please. And I, I was like starting to get emotional. I was like, is he's going to have a breakthrough. Like, oh my God, like, yeah. this is the moment. And then he gives the, which again, hilarious. I thought that was really fun. 35 degrees Celsius on my hands. Like I was like, but I was like, dude, that didn't. And he's like, uh, fathers. And I was like, oh, they wrote that. They wrote that as a joke, 
which yeah. bummed me because I was like that beginning piece when he's pleading felt so serious and so genuine. And I can see maybe where he thinks that this story is him saying, I would do anything for you. Yeah. Like I, I would pee on your hands basically, which is again, he's got, he's got prison brain at this point. So like yeah. he's off the wall, but I feel like there could have been, I was waiting for like a really sweet, her looking up and being like, Papa, and then you know he gets shot with all the bullets. Like that would have been great. But what did you think of that? I I saw it as uh, his last ditch attempt, almost for himself, like his own psyche. (laughs) You know, uh, prison brain, as you said. Uh, Yeah. His his last ditch effort to keep up the facade but still try to like half-ass you know make her feel better and then when she's like just get out just go away and then he has that breakthrough like okay well I don't know what else to say here and so it's not his words it's not anything that's coming from him it's just the one thing that he remembers that she loved and that's the only thing he knew how to communicate so to me it it was like watching an emotionally incapable fully grown man try his best to connect yeah that's after after not not having the tools not knowing no how not knowing how having been in prison for two decades yeah trying it really i think he was trying and yeah, the my, song, you've changed my opinion. Well, I, like, I like that a lot. It was written weird. You're not, I mean, you're not wrong. It, it was, <laughs> it was written weird. I mean, I, I think that's just from the, again, like expecting that with Melina, I guess I sh- like, I don't know. I feel like their conversation kind of got into the thick of it in that regard, but maybe they're both more comfortable sharing. I mean, she certainly doesn't share her emotions. I don't think Melina gets no. emotional at all, but I totally see what you're saying that like, that's him sort of trying to make up for lost time. And then also, like you said, trying to convey emotions when not knowing how to and see, and I almost wonder if that is him being inspired by her sharing her emotions at the dinner table of being like, I'll give it a try. Like I'll give it a, cause he, he's, he ends yeah. it with as, as funny of a line as it is of him saying fathers, but that's in a way of him being like, reminding her like I am like I was your father for a while like I I understand and it, it it's weird but it does mean something and it's like it's weird that he peed on my hands but it staved off the frostbite like I I'm I don't th- I don't think he actually does anything in the movie that's the equivalent of that to where it's like a callback <laughs> but uh but yeah I see what you're saying and then he gets and then the you know we see him get shot with the dart right that's like literally the next scene yeah. is him getting shot and so he gets shot with all these darts, passes out on the ground. Well, I I did just real quick when, when oh, he yeah. did try when he did try to connect with her by singing her favorite song. Oh, her yeah. her her reaction to that though, her reaction to that. Yes. Again, just gorgeous, just perfect. She's uh, like goes from like emotion. slowly nodding to then like saying one word from the line, yes. and then slowly like being like you bastard like you you would bring this song but this is a great song like oh and i love this but, song 
also also the way that she watches him like it's almost like she's searching still searching for that approval you know she's like looking at him like are you like are you doing this for my benefit like are you trying to make me feel better like she's she's surprised yeah it's great that's great and Uh, then he gets shot a hundred times with yeah yeah i (laughs) love that that was cool i mean i i can't believe i missed that part because yeah again i uh like i said i think maybe it was because i wasn't a a fan of that car scene when he started singing i was like what is he doing and then i was yeah, like that's the call oh, those yeah. are the lines of the okay i was because i'm not a huge american pie song fan don't <laughs> crucify me listeners but um yeah so then he, he gets up and uh he gets the one he's like if you think that would and i love that they like it wasn't like three more i always remember that of uh ace ventura in uh ace ventura when yes. he falls when he gets the he gets the one and then he gets like two more and then he passes out. And so I was like, all right, he's going to get a couple, but he got like 13 and it was like, yeah. no, he is done. He is getting, he's on the ground. And so she runs away. Uh, and then we see Melina zaps black widow, which I was like, I, and again, I, at that point I was like, okay, so that makes sense. Like it's been 20 years. She's, you know, she, and at some point I, I knew in the back of my mind that there was a plan obviously there has to be a plan she can't not get out but i didn't know what the plan was and so i was very pleased with what the plan was because that whole time i didn't know that it was the face like a face were you talk were we talking about we were talking about yes what was that was that in regards to this movie i i thought it was going to be yelena and natasha but it was melina and natasha wow what a receipt okay I, I completely forgot you had mentioned that. Yeah, that's wild. Um, but yeah, so like I thought that whole thing was great. And so I, I was see, so excited. All these scenes were on the ground, and that's when I knew something was up. It was like, oh, we just see one shot of her laying on the ground. Like, there's got to be a little more to this. And so they start leaving, and then we find out where the red room is. And I, I really liked that reveal too, uh, especially with the way it was of like, if we're touching down, why are we still going up? Yeah. And yeah even watching it on a second time, knowing that it was Natasha in Molina's, uh, you know, in that part of Rachel Weisz uh, helped a lot. Cause I, there's a scene, she starts saying a couple of things like, yeah, Drakeoff wanted to X, Y, and Z. And it made more sense because when you see the flashbacks, Molina is literally just like, all right, here we're doing one, two, three, here's the things you need to know. Here's all the pertinent information. So it's literally like she gave her a, a cram session before the big yeah. test. And so she's yeah. able to say all these lines on the helicarrier or on the plane. And navigate and, and, and know navigate. where to go. Yeah, like you got to get up to here. I, I made total sense and I loved that. So yeah. they get up there and uh, just that whole bit when she said too, she, there's a flashback where she says you need to take him to like level zero on the thing. Like, because again, I didn't even cross my mind on the first watch because I assumed it was her. So second watch, I was like, oh, it actually holds up. Like they they do show you, you're never wondering like, how did she know that? Like mm-hmm. Lena tells her everything she needs to know. And this is where the movie went downhill for me on the first viewing. On the second viewing, I actually, Same. like I said, I ended up liking Same. the whole thing. But on yep. that first viewing, it felt 100% like a third act Marvel movie and not in a bad way, but again, there are no stakes in this movie. So you know right. that Black Widow is going to get out. So you're just, you're basically waiting. I kept waiting for the ending, right? Of like the, just tell us what's happening next in the MCU, which is is bad. And I don't advise people to do that. I felt bad that I was even doing it because on the second viewing, I'm like, 
but this is totally James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to some secret base, some Moonraker base in the sky to fight off. Like literally all of it was textbook. And that's what I'd originally said in my first review was that the third act felt very textbook. But now yeah. when I look back, it's like, but it felt textbook James Bond, which is really kind of cool. So I'm glad that my view kind of softened on it a bit. It still doesn't change the fact that, you know, there's no stakes in the movie, but uh, it was still cool. Like them being trapped again, you know, now on the second viewing that it's Natasha down there, their whole thing. But the, the main piece of being up on here is the confrontation between Drakoff and Natasha Molina. And holy cow, first viewing and second viewing, that is a tense scene despite there being no stakes, despite you knowing she's going to get out when he is up in her face, like in literal kissing range of her. And I don't put past this Harvey Weinstein scumbag. To yeah. like, he even looks like, I, I love that. I, I, he, that, like, he really I said that too. I was like, that casting call was like, Hey, we need somebody <laughs> who looks and can act like Harvey Weinstein. And that's who they yeah. found. So speaking of which, um, and I, I can't believe I didn't mention it earlier, but so he, Uh, which you don't really see in the movie. And again, I'm okay with that of like, Dracov is the big bad that you never see who's actually kind of one of the worst villains of all in the MCU. But he's very, he's a one note villain, but he is from Chronicles of Narnia, The Departed, Snow White and the Huntsman, Percy Jackson, Cold Mountain, Rango, Hugo, Point Break, London Boulevard, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. King Arthur and Fool's Gold. Those are all just the ones I've seen. So Ray Winstone, he's a big deal. Uh, yeah. I'm going to double check real quick. I don't think, okay, he was nominated for two Baptists. So he's not hes not an Oscar, Golden Globe kind of guy, but he's a scumbag in this movie. Yes. And he does yeah. a great job of playing a scumbag. So um, yeah. talk to me about this whole, this whole interaction. Oh, man. Um, so I know... I know it's probably a, du- a directing choice um, and I can, I actually do appreciate that they made him, I mean, it's like Kate Shortland said, I just want you in their faces. I want you in yeah. her face as much as possible. And that's, it's physical intimidation because he's a big old yeah. um, weenie. and and but two I on the second viewing I was like okay maybe that's how he like gets his pheromones like maybe that's the proximity he needs to be in and it just kind of double serves a double purpose there um but I just felt so angry and uncomfortable the entire time and I know that's what you're supposed to feel um and it just as much as I hated it, it makes the payoff so much better. Yes. Um, when she finally, you know, kicks his, kicks his butt. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, it, it makes you, it, it makes your skin crawl. He made, he just, he made my skin crawl. That's a, and like you said, I think that's a credit to both Ray Winstone and Kate Shortland of just, mm-hmm you those are in a sense it it is perfect as it is right because he's a he is a one-time villain we are i we are never going to see him again they made very clear of that and i i know that's what they said like ray 
look, you're, you're doing the Harvey Weinstein thing and you need to do it so good because like you need to make it so that when we kill you at the end, that people would cheer because you're yeah. dead. Like you, we are not giving you the killmonger treatment where you are like, Ooh, this guy actually has some good points. Like we're making it so that there is not a single thing about you that is redeeming. Yeah. And, uh, and I love that because they pulled, they absolutely pulled it off of like, I love those characters that you can't like, you naturally hate them. We're like, mm -hmm. you, you know, that you were like raised right to where you like, see it. You know what I mean? Like you see it on yeah. the screen and your skin just starts crawling for no reason other than what you're watching. And that's when you know yeah. that like you grew up the right way sort of thing. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, that whole, everything about like his, his disgusting ring and his, his disgusting hands and face and hair and, oh my God, everything about him was just a nightmare. And he's like, I mean, it's the classic, yeah. again, he's the classic Bond villain though, right? Of like the Dr. No with the, I, I think he's the one with the ring, but like, again, up in the ivory tower, no one can touch him. He's He's got his hands in all of the pots. And uh, yeah. so we learn a couple of things in this in this whole interaction. So we learn now that he controls everything from his desk, from his little laptop, he has Red, uh, he, Red Widow. He has Black Widow, uh, you know, operatives all over the world. He can start, he called them Red Wars, which I thought was really cool. Um, but like, I could start them on the blink of an eye, hundreds and hundreds of women. He has that absolutely disgusting. And this, this part was great too. Uh, we were saying like, all right, on the pervert scale, what, uh, on a one to 10, who is, who, where are we putting this guy for saying, uh, you know, the most abundant resource of all is girls. And he's just got photos of all these young girls and all like, he's the ultimate, you know, sicko hiding in his basement, except he's hiding, you know, up in the sky. Uh, so just every moment, every moment you see him more, you're like, I want this guy to fall from the sky. And yep. uh, so we learned that we learned that his ring opens up the like unlocks it. And he has what I would argue could be one of the most Compl actually, I'd say complicated passwords, but he has what I would term as an old person's password, where all you got to do is swipe up and you've unlocked yeah, your phone. Just diagonal. <laughs> yeah, just it's just a for a guy. You know, no one comes into his office anyway. But we learn that. We also learn that he knows that this is Natasha because he says that that you know you, I recognize my own daughter's eyes, dude. Kiss her. His get own out of the way because you are right there. Step off quit saying that she's your daughter like you you don't get yep. to call somebody your daughter if you buy them like that is not a daughter that is a pet and you that is your pet and yeah fine call her your pet but get get shot in the head i there are days where i regret that i try to make this as pc and appropriate of a podcast as possible because <laughs> i have so many choice words that i said during the movie mm -hmm. and uh, after the movie about this guy but so we get there we're getting the slime there's even more slime now he's covered in slime and he says well you're mad though aren't you you're mad why don't you try and kill me and uh she tries to kill him and i was like and at first i don't maybe you had this too i was like are you serious natasha like you're so good now that you can't even pull the trigger like because yeah. you're an avenger and then he's yeah. like oh my pheromones and i was like oh are you serious he's putting on some aqua de joe and suddenly they can't kill him <laughs> but again we're getting back to that whole spider woman of it all yes. that I, I pray is coming but uh but i thought it was great in that respect like of course the sleazy harvey weinstein would have axe body spray that can't let you kill him like 
what a perfect defense mechanism, right? Like he doesn't even need to have a weapon. So in that sense, that's a brilliant bad guy. Like he's, he's invincible in that regard. And he's tricked all of these, these young women in the saddest ways. And so uh, she tries to get at him and he says, blah, blah, blah. It's the pheromones. And uh, so then he, she starts kind of egging him on and she is this before or after the taskmaster bit? Cause he sends, she sends tasks. He sends tasks. It's, it's yeah. after when she it's starts after. egging him on it's after okay, because so she, she said so you, the taskmaster bit yeah. and uh, we're getting to another interesting spot. So uh, we find out that taskmaster is his daughter played by bond villain, Olga. Uh, is it Karyolenko or something? Uh, yeah. And I, I think she's great from what I've heard from people uh, I'm going to find her. That's the other thing too. I went uh, on IMDb. I was just kind of cruising uh, before the movie and I saw her in the cast list, like right there. And it's, I could have swore it said Drakov's daughter, but I was like, Oh hell yeah. She's in this movie. I didn't think more of it, but that's why when I saw the whole Drakov's daughter bit, I was like, Oh, like it's, she's taskmaster because yep. who, like, why else would you get uh, here? She is Olga Kree. Kree. Kurilenko. Kurilenko. Hard, yeah. hard for me to say. I apologize, but <laughs> she was in Oblivion, Hitman, uh, wow, Vampire Academy, uh, but also well known for her role as Camille in Quantum of Solace as a Bond girl. So uh, great kind of callback to this being a James Bond movie, which again I love that we haven't had a good James Bond movie in a really long time. So I, I think this was great. I hope we see her again. Uh, because again, she was she was second in line for Wonder Woman, so clearly she yeah. has something that people have noticed. Um, I, I do prefer Gal, Gal Gadot over her, I would say, but I want her yeah. to stay in the MCU. So here, here's what I'll say on this one: she that whole reveal meant nothing to me. The slow walk of him going over to her, I knew it was her. And then of her, you know, opening up her mask and she's got this like bug-eyed, scary looking face on. And I was like, and you know, what's funny. I don't know who, it was some review I had, I had listened to. They said, she is actually the only Russian actor in the movie. And she only gets one line. <laughs> Yet oh, all wow. of the other people are not Russian and they do Russian accents and have more lines. I was like, that's a really interesting uh, little fun fact, I guess you could say. But yeah, so it's like, she doesn't get any lines. She's got the burns all over her face, which again, cool. We find out that he experimented on her, assuming to save her life because of the fire. But now she's got a chip in her back of her neck that allows her to physically mimic, just like Taskmaster, anything that she sees. But of course, the only thing that she's ever seen are the small Avengers fights from Captain America Civil War, which I yeah. get. I, I think part of that maybe was televised or they got... Okay, actually, we're going to dive into this. Security so he, cameras, maybe? He owns the Red Room, though, Sarah. He's got Black Widow operatives all over the world. You don't think he's got cameras all over the world, too? Yeah. So why hasn't he captured uh, Shang-Chi? Or moreover, why hasn't he captured uh, uh, what the Mandarin? Because he's a really good fighter, right? In the, mm -hmm. that movie. He's been operating for years and years and years. What about, uh, you know, literally any character in the, in the Marvel universe who's operating in the shadows until they actually get a property in the MCU. But you would think it's like, oh, of course, the only characters that he know that she knows are the ones from, you know, Captain America Civil War, which is a very minor nitpick. But 
like I said, I think my overall thoughts of Taskmaster were when the mask is on and I didn't know that it was her, Taskmaster is insane, badass, like really oh, yeah. good fighter. And then knowing that it was her, I can still appreciate Taskmaster. I just hope that they give her something, pre- preferably a new costume that doesn't make her look like a giant dude hiding in a suit. I would love some like sleek sort of uh, like a Black Widow almost type of blue and uh, Taskmaster colors for the suit. Yeah. Maybe she's got a mask on still, but it's a more slender mask that isn't like some machine. But I guess maybe the machine makes sense because she can use the visor to scan. So that's fine. I, I don't know. I just, I there was something about it that didn't sit right with me, but I'm yeah. really trying to get over it. That's, I guess, my review of it. <laughs> what about yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, there, there's there's a couple different directions I think they could go with it be, just because it was such an abrupt like fr- from the time they started fighting you know the downfall um the free fall yeah yeah to like when Natasha literally just owns her in like three moves uh it, it I mean it's probably under five minutes and and then it all just kind of resolves. Melina says we're taking her with us. I wonder, um, because Olga Kurilenko is a good, she's a good actress. And like OT, it's, why would you just sideline, you know, two of the best actors that you have in your film? Um, And so I think I know the MCU doesn't follow the comics, but you know, Melina becomes Iron Maiden at some point. Um, and I, I just, I wonder if they're either going to transfer that moniker to Antonia um, because the vibe I get, you know, Bucky had to detox for a while after he was brainwashed, right? But so, Yelena did not. Yeah, Yelena did not. Oh, she was man. instant. But she had like a chip, you know. I- well, no, okay, but do you remember that was the difference? Was uh, Yelena explains to Natasha that chemical imbalances are completely different from brainwashing. Do you remember that line? She says, yeah. she says you were brainwashed and you had to like break free from that this is completely different. She says, when you're under this, you are completely like lucid. You know exactly what you're doing, but you don't know whether it's you or not doing it. So she said, cause she had said, uh, it was when she was talking, when they were at the, uh, when they were drinking by the, by the car, mm-hmm. when she was getting her thing repaired. And cause she had said like you, and you killed, she's like, I killed. And I love that. She, she just says, I killed Oksana and like and yeah. fully admitting that she did it, but she was like, but was it you? And she, she explains that whole thing, but then she says, so I don't know whether it was me or not, but you're seeing that's very different from the winter soldier where he doesn't know at all. Whereas Elena knows, she just doesn't know whether it was the chemical imbalance or it was actually her doing it because it's so fine compared to the brainwashing being more like in your face. So my thought would be her being brainwashed too. I could see her being a little more messed up because of the explosion. Maybe she's got some mental thing with her brain from the fire, whatever. But yeah. I, I almost feel like if they go that route, that's a waste. 
because now what you've done it with you've done it with Bucky already like why would you have another anti-hero have to go through the whole brainwashing thing again but I want her to be a part of things like I would love her to be on the Thunder oh, yeah or to be on the Dark Avengers or even just to show up as a good guy fighting for you know fighting alongside Yelena and Black Widow whatever it is like I want to see her again yeah I yeah I, I think, I mean, she is, I, she's coming back. I know she's coming back. I just don't know in what capacity or if there's like, you know, she has time to process some of this and she's mad that, you know, her childhood was messed up and her relationship with her dad was messed up. If she harbors a grudge, you know, well, she maybe did that's also said when she, after she got done, she said, is he dead? Yeah. And she's is he like, gone? yes. And then, is he and, gone? and then she, you can tell she lets out. She's a got small, a tear. She has a tear, sort of a sigh of relief, but then they also actually touch heads, which yeah. I don't know if you noticed that too, that Yelena and Natasha did that as well at one yes. point. Obviously it's a sign of, you know, of loving each other, but like that level of like, we got yeah. yes, that sisterhood. Exactly. And so I think with those few lines, my opinion is like, I, I think she's going to be moving on from that, but she's certainly maybe even more than Natasha is going to be like, I need to atone for this because she, I can't even imagine what task. I mean, all she would need to do, and she probably knows it because she's watched the videos of all of the things that she's done of, because yeah. obviously everything she's done is on camera because she's got a visor. So it's probably all recorded. So she's seen her smashing through cities in her tank, like, I would just be devastated if I was her. I would be wanting to atone, yeah. but I, I think she would know, like, I know I'm okay now, but I've got a lot of making up to do. Mm-hmm. That that would be a twist for me is if Antonia, Tony Masters, I, I love how they, they I did made that, it, that part, Antonia. Yeah. Um, but that would be the twist is Antonia, Taskmaster, becoming the one who's trying to atone for her sins. And then Yelena, who was once allied, now flips and is you know working with valentina and right. u.s agent that is the i want to know what yeah there's what there's a there. gap there for sure of like yeah. what what has been going on now since since all of this happened uh and that's a, that's a great point and i think we uh <laughs> despite what the marketing shows we skipped over the free fall. So yeah, we totally did, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, if you, if you want to see it, just pull up any Disney trailer, but um, regardless of all the smack talk, the free fall scene was really cool. Uh, oh, I thought great. that was, yeah. su- and I, I'm, I missed actually, I, I had to mention something. So, uh, and I forgot Yelena. to mention this way back with the, uh, the avalanche. Uh, Yelena says, now that would be a cool way to die. Yeah. I loved that line. I thought that was great. And then she calls it back when she says, this is not a cool way to die when she's about to get the, the stuff in her. But uh, Melina kind of gets everyone out and she's in that room and they're like on the ground. And she said, that's actually what I was thinking. And she shoots the bomb up. And I, lo- I loved this bit. She goes, yes. she says, uh, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have a controlled crash. I was like, that yeah. is awesome. Like, I loved how deadpan so she said it. So calm. Everything's under control. It's going to be a controlled crash. And it's like, oh my God, that, I, that was great. And then, yeah, everyone in their own area trying to, yeah, actually we skipped over a few things. So uh, yeah, Alexi and Melina, they fight Taskmaster. Honestly, I, I, almost didn't pay attention to that part or I, or I missed it on the second viewing. Cause it's like, 
kind of quick. They, they kind of fight. We see, yeah, Taskmaster, surprise, surprise, is a better fighter than the Red Guardian. That's great. But the Red Guardian is still pretty strong. They managed mm-hmm. to lock her in a cell. Uh, Yelena gets out of her place. She fights a couple of people. She gets the vials. So she's got those. But now, uh, yeah, so, so back to Dracov. So after he's revealed that um, she's Taskmaster, he says, I got some rats in the basement. I love that line. He's like, I need you to take care yeah. of them. And so she leaves. And I was like, wow, he is confident that he can handle Natasha by himself, which is honestly exactly what she wanted, right? Like that's, yeah. that was, she is a black widow. Like she's got him right in his web and she's doing the classic. And I knew it was coming of, uh, so everything you're doing just comes from that pad. And he's like, yeah. And I'm just like, I pictured what a sleazeball kid of like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And it was like, yeah. thank you for your, co- don't take this the wrong way. Thank you for your cooperation. And uh, I was like, all right, it's over. And so then, yeah, she punch or he punches her a couple times after she really riles him up, talking about girls, all that stuff. Loved that. And yeah, he's hitting like a baby. I love that. Even after three hits, she still wasn't even bleeding. Like, she is a superhero, mm-hmm. 100%. And so then she reveals her big thing. She says, uh, you know, we, we she, you got to break your receptor in your nose to not be able to smell it and freaking slams her face down on the desk, which like we said way earlier, be, I could never do that. No. Um, but she n- probably could never do that normally either, but she's been trained to move through that fear. And she just slams her head down and breaks her nose and says you're done and just yep. you know beats the crap out of him uh takes his his thing but then at that point all the widows show up and like i said in my first viewing i was like whatever like again I, there was and we'll get to the we're so close to the end we'll get to the overall thoughts of of this in the timeline but i just wasn't a fan of it second viewing i loved this fight i thought this mm-hmm. fight was awesome like the music score going at the same time as she's like fight. And I loved it too. The second viewing, my brother was like, if she thinks that she can like get through this. And I was like, just watch, like, she's not going to get through it. And so, you know, she's beating the crap out of all of them, but I didn't, I may have even missed it. Cause I was so starstruck the first time, but like she stings like 15 yes. widows. Yes. Like she is just zap, zap, zap. And they're all falling down. And I loved that. I was like, Oh wait, does she actually get but i think one a couple of them start hitting her at certain bits and then they finally get to and she keeps saying like i don't want to fight you but they get her in such a lock to where it's literally like a take your shot and multiple girls are coming up and just punching her in the chest and then i and i i knew it was coming we all knew it was coming the tick 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 and then it blows up and all of them get freed which again not so much of a letdown as a you knew it was coming sort of thing. Like I wasn't yeah. let down by it, but how else was it going to end? Right. We knew how it was going to end. Like she's going to get away, but it was so cool. Like, you know, of course, Yelena comes and saves her. You got your sister backing you up. And uh, what do you think of that fight? Um, I love that we got some widow's bites. I love yes. it. Love it. Love it. Cause we we've seen them a few times. Um, but she's used them she used them on black panther (laughs) in the chitari yes 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 um but i really liked that we got to see them in action and um and her staff she's staff um i 
I liked it. I mean, I love the the fighting in this movie. It is so it's so up close. It reminds me of Winter Soldier in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's up close. Yeah. It is. People keep saying visceral, but that really is the word to it use. It really is. Um, I the thing. Oh man, Th- this goes back to it being a Yelena movie. Uh, you know, Yelena kind of steps in and saves the day, and uh, kind of steps on Natasha's moment a little bit. I felt like it, it had to happen because they would have killed Natasha otherwise. Um, I just, I, I, they're really driving home the fact that Yelena, because again, Yelena is the one that blows up the helicopter by putting her staff in the, in the propeller. So I feel like they're just really hitting us over the head with like, you need to like Yelena. Yeah, (laughs) no, you're not wrong. She, she saves the day. Um, and I really just would have loved it if Natasha had been able to incapacitate them because the widow's bites don't they they incapacitate the people that they sting I would have loved it if she was able to because it doesn't make sense that the Iron Man 2 (laughs) scene where she takes down like 25 full-grown men um and she she was the top graduate of the red room you know she and she still holds the records so uh i i don't know i really would have liked it if she could have incapacitated them herself what and about then, like a cool uh you know her superhero flip and when she hits the ground she slams her yeah. stinger into the ground and it reverberates out and knocks all of them out Yelena comes in, smashes the thing down, and and knocks them all out like that. Yep. That would have been perfect. Yep. I, I see what you mean. And it, on that point, too, uh, I love Yelena's superhero landing in uh, yes, the, she yes, like comes yes. out of the ceiling or something like that. And she's like, ugh. But I was like, girl, that was actually really good. I was like, was I thought good. that looked that looked good. Like she was pristine in that. And I mm-hmm. was like, hey, I'm look again. I was like, I'm looking forward to you in the future. I'm going to be yeah. watching your career with great interest. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm wondering as you were saying that, do you think that her moment, Natasha's moment was beating Drakov? Because I, as I was thinking and I'm like, well, that, I, when you said that, I was like, well, but she got her moment. Like she, she smashes her head down. That was, you know, absolute baller move. And then she beats the crap on him. But then I was like, but then he, but he got away. So technically that's yeah. not her moment, but I was that's, like, that kind of was her moment was like, I've got you right where I want you. I've used my spy moves to pull the wool over yeah. your eyes, but he gets away. So like, it, it really does kind of lessen that feel. Yeah. Especially because then at and, that point, um, I'm just trying to think of like how, cause she should, she could have been the one to kill Drake off too. Yeah. But well, the, the problem, the problem is she already had her moment in Endgame exactly so so it's like they couldn't the thing in every superhero movie that is always like the thing that makes you love the hero is that they're willing to die to to save people right and that's that's what yelena did when she stuck the staff in the propeller she was willing to die um but they couldn't do that with natasha in this because we know she didn't die yeah it's the no stakes thing so they had kate shortland had a monumental challenge 
in figuring out how to give Natasha a moment here. And I think, I think they got close in the next bit, which is when she downloads all of the widows onto that chip and passes it on to Yelena uh, and says, go tell them. Um, and she was willing, she was standing there. She was willing, she, everything was exploding, but yep. she was not going to leave until she got every single name on that list. So I think that's probably the closest they got. Um, you know, and she, she, there's this cool part where she's, she, she gets the information uh, and she saves Taskmaster. Um, yeah. I'm getting ahead of us, but no, I, I think yeah, that was probably right. the closest, that was closest thing they, they, they got to that moment. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think that there's a, a legacy metaphor there too of Natasha yeah. being the one to get those names and stay there. And can you, again, can you imagine if this had come out in 2016 with that scene? Because I would have been like, uh, is, is she going to die? In the, like, is this how she dies? Like she leaves a legacy yeah. of someone else saving all of the other widows. Like that's insane. But now you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, we know she's not going to die. So yeah. yes, but yeah. So she goes down and I loved that bit too. She's like, and it's funny when I, even when I watched it the first time, uh, Taskmaster reminded me of my cat uh, because like <laughs> sitting behind the glass, my, my cat Nova is obsessed with going outside. And uh, we have a, uh, a sliding door in the back that is all glass. And so she'll like sit there and anytime we'll walk close, she'll like meow out for us to like, she'll really try to leave. And we'll be like, no, no, whatnot. But she, when we go outside and she's sitting there by the door, she's just like watching us. And I, anytime I say like, hi, Nova, or I'll wave, you'll see her mouth just go like, eh. like you'll see her make mm-hmm. a meow sound, but you can't hear it because she's inside. But Anytime you walk close to the door, her eyes will just dart to the door and she'll go over to the door. And that's literally what I got from Taskmaster because she's like, please uh, listen, I'm going to let you out. And Taskmaster just like kept looking over at her moving closer to the, to the buttons. Uh And it was like, uh, I love what you're doing, Natasha. Like you've got a great heart, but she has a one track mind right now. Like you open that door. She is getting out like a cat. And she kind of does and doesn't, but I loved the way they played that scene of like, she gets out, but then the place explodes because it was like, you couldn't just get another Taskmaster. I mean, it would have been cool, but like they got to get to the ground somehow, right? So now all of the players are in place. They're falling, um, or no, she fell. So just Taskmaster falls. So now, yeah, you get back up. She runs back up to Yelena. Yelena makes her little sacrifice play, which again, we know she's not going to die, but she runs off. And I actually thought of this as a hero moment. Maybe you missed it. Her jumping off to save uh, Yelena. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, second yeah. time I was like, oh, Two, wow. Well, twice. She does it twice. She jumps on out. She jumps after her. Uh, to she grabs the parachute, jumps after, her. Yep. and then when they're floating down, she sees Taskmaster oh, yeah, come, right. and then and she lets her go, yeah. and is willing is no parachute is total willing. hero move, and then we yep. go right into the trailer, <laughs> and literally, and that yeah. honestly, there was nothing that wasn't in the trailer that was new for the rest of the free fall. Like <sighs> so that that whole parachute bit was really really meaningful, and I liked seeing those soldiers like trying to you know, what their last breath shoot at them. And each time you'd get the scene, like one of them would get hit by debris. That was super cool. But, uh, but then, you know, Alexi throwing the shield out and then the guy messing with their, their yeah. plane. I was like, man, like I, they were so close to just getting back up there, but 
We also obviously get Drakov's death, which I swear to God, if he's still alive, there's no way. There's absolutely no way that you show not only the entire interior engulfed in flames, but then you see like his glasses slowly like float out. And then you, and then they do a wide shot of the whole thing exploding. So they have now shown you like from three different angles, it's all like they're dead. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Don't worry. So, yeah. and I'm taking it as such. And so now we're kind of going in and, you know, they're all falling and we get, again, cool scene, super cool scene, but I've seen it before a bunch of times in the trailers. So it still didn't, uh, it still got me though, the bit where they land on the one and she's got her sword and she slides down. Like that scene is so oh, badass. Yeah. Yeah. But again, yeah. I, but I wasn't surprised by it. Like I, there were, that would have been a cheer scene had no one seen it before yep and so they end up one what what what, how does she even get to the ground taskmaster had a parachute that's right okay wait (laughs) and so she hung on to her yes that's right they They pulled the parachute pretty late yeah and then she gets and she's trapped in the parachute and We get the very quick fight between them, but you know what? I liked that. I think that made sense because that was Natasha working working smarter, not harder. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, if I can just you know get the the helmet off and get this stuff in her, we'll be done fighting, as opposed to just yeah. fighting and fighting. Which again, I don't think anybody could stand up against Taskmaster. I, I I would I would put Taskmaster up against Bucky. Is is about as far as I would go. Maybe even up against Black Panther or or. Uh, maybe steve rogers too i would those would be those would be my three picks of people i would want to see her fight would be bucky Mm -hmm. steve and t'challa i can't think of any others that would even come close like i sam there's no way sam would be able to even come close no offense to sam but he's not as good of a fighter um yeah i can't even think of anyone i mean she'd probably get beat by thor but you're not thor's in a different class Uh, yeah yeah, you can't really compare that. So they but they get up, they get their breathing, they get they catch a breath, and this is where we get to honestly my least favorite part of the movie, which is the uh, I wouldn't call it an ending, <laughs> but it is uh, what they're certainly trying to call an ending of a nice little family reunion. Everyone's happy, and Natasha says, "Here's your little disc. There's more people out there." We get the wrapping of the bow of, okay, as a family, we're all going to leave except for you, Natasha, uh, because w- why not, right? You, you'll probably be able to get away on your own, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can assume that. So we'll all take off in this helicopter while you stand here and pose for a little bit. And uh, you're going to get away, though. The cars are like uh, just right there. You see them. They're on the road. Like yeah. the dust actually is getting in my eyes. They're pretty close. But you'll be able to get away, right? And it's like. I'm like sitting here. She's like standing as this line of 20 cars is no joke. I'm like trying to track it. Couldn't have been more than like 30 feet, maybe, maybe a hundred feet. If you're trying to be generous, they're right there. And not only do those cars not just veer off the road to get to her, they take the long way and they like scoot around. And I'm like, what does she do? Does she, does she have an invisibility, some invisibility tech? Because any direction that she runs, they would have seen her. If it's invisibility, I'll buy that. That's fine. I just, I wanted some explanation because all we get is the last scene of the movie being the freaking scene from the trailer of her staring off into the distance. For what reason? I don't know. I mean, I was expecting there to be a Ross uh, confrontation. Uh, They certainly made it seem like it, right? Because there was a bit in the trailer of Ross getting out of his car and looking at her that doesn't end up in the movie. 
Mm-hmm. And I just, and then it just ends. And so I honestly, I don't get it. I don't get it. Did you get anything I, I different either. from it? I, I don't know what, what could have happened. There, and I, I've said this a few times, this movie feels, it, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't feel rushed because they've had so long to do it. <laughs> um, long word. Yeah, but it feels incomplete in some places. And I wonder if that's on purpose because I also felt like Infinity War was incomplete and, because it was. Um, sure. And so I wonder, you know, I know there haven't been any announcements, but that's I clearly on purpose because of Natasha's future, if there is a future and Yelena's future. So there's a lot they want to keep under wraps, but there's just, there are so many red flags that this movie sends up. Yes. So many holes that, I, I, like you said, I think it's going to age well in that there will be future installments, maybe not necessarily Black Widow installments. I hope so. But I think there will be future movies that fill in these holes because there are a lot of, of things that I, I just... I need more information <laughs> like, yeah. you know, Rick, the whole Rick Mason thing, the, the resolute, how, how she was able to get away and how that got resolved. Um, and maybe that plays into Ross's story, you know, um, whatever his story ends up being. Right. Yeah. That's we, a good we know, we know something's happening. So maybe they struck a deal that we don't know about yet. Um, I, I I don't know. It's just, it's 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 baffling to me. Yeah. Still. So. And they yeah. they have the audacity to go to black, and my bro- my brothers are like that that was the end. And yeah. I, it's funny. I heard some people I know in like Brian's podcast, which they and they did a fantastic job. I I loved that they they had so many different opinions on it. Which is again, I just love how like I said, there's so many swirling thoughts in the ether right now about this movie and i love that mm-hmm. like we could have easily gotten an avengers endgame where everybody loves it everybody is on par with that this is probably the best movie ever sort of thing i like yeah. when it's a movie like this where you have to you do and i guess as part of being a marvel fan i suppose of like you have to work to like this movie you have to do a little bit of work to like it and i don't think that's how a movie should be but at the same time, because it's Natasha, because we got it, like I want to put in some work for it. Like I actually really yeah. do want to like this movie. But they have the audacity to go to black and then come back to a two weeks later. Honestly, I would have loved it if they'd have said two minutes later and then it was Ross. Like that would have been fine. But two weeks later, we then get Infinity War Natasha. We get we got her her vest. We've got her her cut, which was hinted at at the beginning of the movie when she had the blonde hair dye in her trailer. Um, but then we also get Mason coming through with that freaking ship, which I honestly, I that to me was a signal of him becoming the new like Q of the, yes. of the MCU, yep. which is, or, or even if it's just for like Yelena, whatever it is, I'm like, okay, if this guy can get a ship like that, a ship that Captain America ends up flying, like he's got some connections for sure. Mm-hmm. And he obviously had the time and money to go and get it, but wow. And so then, but then she's just like, cool, I'm going to go break my friends out. 
and yeah. and leaves and flies away and then that's the end and literally literally roll credits and i was like yes. wow like wow okay cool whatever and so i'm like i hope this end credit scene you know kind of sitting there we were in the theater like okay what's it going to be and i said well you know it's going to be val or val i'm going to just start calling her valentina because she doesn't want to be called val but I'm not calling her by her full name because that's just a mouthful. And if Yelena, I love that Yelena calls her Valentina because, mm-hmm. you know, if John Walker calls her that and she's like, don't say that. I love that Yelena calls her that and says, you sound desperate. And she's like, no, no. Like, clearly yeah. Yelena is the one in control. And that, and so we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we get to this scene. Yelena goes to what I was assuming was her mother's grave, uh, Natasha's mom because you got the cherry, but you got the blossom trees and uh, fireflies are there as well. And wait, right. Is that the, yeah. no, the fireflies yeah. are in the two weeks later scene, which I liked that the last bit of it was that they showed a couple yes. of fireflies yeah. flying and it goes uh, very cool. I did like that, but um, she's looking at a, a tombstone of Natasha and looks very sad which i was kind of curious and this is where now we'll be jumping into all the speculation of like was she does she know that natasha died like was she around for endgame my guess is she got snapped because i i think so okay and and i I think think that most people would agree because if she wasn't snapped marvel is in a whole nother bag of worms at this point because they screwed up so much with female characters that like Oh really? So Yelena was around this whole time, and you didn't think to invite her to the, yeah. you know, the big, big, big game. Uh, so it makes sense that she was snapped away. That and now Florence Pugh gets an extra fifteen years in the MCU, basically as an actress. Versus, you know, if she was alive for those five years, she would have aged, sort of thing. So yeah. Um, but she sees it. Valentina blows her nose. She whistles. Nobody responds, and. Um, blows her nose valentina does and says like oh you know this is so sad blah 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 and she's like what what are you doing here and she says i got a job for you and she says wow you sound really desperate and she's like no 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 it's just it's okay it's all good and i'm just like yeah you do but man she's putting you in your place Mm -hmm. and she says i just figured maybe you would want to kill who uh killed who's the person who caused your sister's your, she says your sister's death she doesn't say that she doesn't say natasha's death i liked that that because she's a she's got a silver tongue despite what mm-hmm. she, and i, I forget this because i love her hair we forgot to call out i did notice melina's hair after um once she has her suit on every time before that it's hidden but in those scenes yep. you can see the it's like a magenta magenta yeah, yeah gorgeous i thought that was great but yeah i love val's purple too as well and it's it's a photo of Hawkeye as Ronan. And I just rolled my eyes. I was excited, like, cool, awesome. But we already knew Yelena was going to be in Hawkeye. We already knew that Valentina was in the MCU. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad she's in the scene. But if I'm yeah. trying to argue for, like, mind-blowing, this scene was not mind-blowing. This scene was just exciting in that, like, cool, here's some cool things to look forward to. But I... The Disney, the Disney machine has already advised me that these things are going to happen. So yeah. I knew of them already. Not only that, but now we know what the first episode of Hawkeye is. Is is uh, yeah. Elena showing up? There's going to be a little tiff between her and Hawkeye, and he's going to say, uh, "I didn't kill her." Like, here's what yeah. happened, and she's going to go, "Holy cow!" And then they're going to be friends, 
So I'm almost wondering, though, if Yelena is in that, what if this Hawkeye show is also going to have Black Widow in it? Or the Red Guardian, or like other characters that aren't Yelena from this movie, like maybe that's where they first show up is going to be in the Hawkeye show in some respect. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. What did you think of this end credit scene? And then, yeah, please, let's dive into some speculation. Um, so I think, well, one of the things I do want to mention before getting into the end credit scene, we, we didn't talk about the, um, the moment that Natasha and Yelena have on the ground. You, you, they touch heads and all that. Oh, but right. there, there's the sincerity, you know, Natasha almost died. Um, and so there's this sincerity that she has when she's apologizing to Yelena and Yelena's, Yelena's reaction and their just embrace is so, it feels so real to me. Um, it, it's just beautiful. And so going into the end credit scene, I, I believed Florence Pugh when, when she was emotional, touching the headstone, kissing the headstone. Um, and I, I just, I believed the emotion. Yeah. And, um, and so the motivation there, it, it, it's there when Valentina says, you know, why don't you go after this guy who uh, caused your sister's death? So you know that there's going to be the word that we like to say lately, stakes. There's going to be high stakes. Um, but it seems, I might get in trouble for saying this, but there's, there, there's part of this that seems like such an afterthought um, yeah. because I think a lot of it had to do with the reaction of the fans to Natasha's endgame death. Um, people were so upset <laughs> about uh, how she died and why she died. Um, and so it feels like they tried to like go back and rewrite her reasons, I guess. Because in Endgame, we don't see any of this. In Endgame, her reason is Clint. Clint and Clint's family. And so, you know, they're expecting us to retcon this in our, in our minds. Um, and it's, it's just, it's frustrating to me that one of the most iconic female characters in the MCU, one of the OG six that started out off for the girls, um, was not planned out very well, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and I, I don't mean that to be a downer on, on Marvel Studios or anything like that. I just, um, I think this is an example of why we need more female writers, more female creators, more female um, filmmakers, because, uh, <laughs> movies like these can't continue to just be afterthoughts or like you know no that's the perfect word after the fact yeah i mean it really oh man that was the first thing that i had noticed when when we were talking too is like as i was this was one of my notes in here and i'll see if i can find it but i had said that uh 
Um, but ba- basically that, you know, oh, here it is. I said, I still, I still feel like it would fit well within the MCU, but it felt like it came out too late. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, they should have just chronologically released it just the same as Captain Marvel. Yeah. I said, so both female-led movies that we have gotten by the MCU, Captain Marvel and, and, and Black Widow, not only Captain Marvel before Natasha, and my note here is I love Carol Moore, but she was in line first. And mm-hmm. here we are getting this Captain Marvel movie, but no, 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 it's not a present day Captain Marvel movie. It's a, oh, actually, here's why we, you know, she's been hiding this whole time. Here's the yeah. real reason why. It isn't because we can't, you know, understand why we don't employ more women and have more women on here. No, no, no. It's just because she was in space. And they we were totally her. thinking yes. about it. Huh? <laughs> we we were totally thinking about putting her in yeah oh my gosh it was not an afterthought at all actually that's yeah. why it's a prequel movie is because it was a pre-thought <laughs> it was something we 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 prepared beforehand for this you guys are trust us we're 16 steps ahead of you and we believe that though right like that's that's yeah. how kevin is he's 16 steps ahead but i feel like eh, i mean look i not in some places i wouldn't i wouldn't uh like if he explained it and I know he's usually honest when he talks about things like I'm sure in the years following there's going to be admissions of like we we messed up like we know it we're working on it and they are they're they're getting better but to have the next female-led movie be identical in that to Captain Marvel that like actually it's a prequel movie and you know blah 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 because we killed her already yada yada yeah and it's like it's just a bummer to me that okay so when is the first female-led movie actually going to be? Which it sounds like it would be uh, the Marvels. Am I wrong on this? The Marvel. I mean, technically, WandaVision. Well, right. But so that's, you, a, shows, that's a series. Those shows are fantastic. Yeah. You got that. She-Hulk, Miss Marvel. Um, but no movies. Great job. Yeah. But yeah. again, I almost feel like, and I was thinking about this last night. Are you? Do you like watching TV? I do. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm certainly not trying to generalize. My wife loves watching TV. I'm a movie guy. I, I do enjoy I, TV too. Yeah. But I wonder, do women like watching TV more than they like watching movies? Because obviously there's a demographic there of like, okay, when we're making it, and this is the, the early aughts, right, of Marvel, that men are the comic book guys, right? We're making these movies for them. And that's how it was, right? Like we got our comics, mostly men, according to uh, to Marvel, right? Not according to the comic sales, because if right. you dive into the comic sales, women loved comics. And, and that was from the very beginning. I mean, and they, yeah. they've made those specials on Disney Plus. Like you can check that out. That's a known fact. Behind the mask. Don't get yeah. Louise Simonson talk, starting to talk about that. She'll go tuck your ear off about it. Mm-hmm. That's the, that was the feeling. And you know what? It made sense for the MCU. You start off with Iron Man. They only had a couple of things they could do, right? And so you introduce the six. Cool. They're all white guys, but that's how it was in the comics. So technically it's comics accurate. Yeah. Now you start seeing, oh, well, actually the universe is a lot bigger. There's a lot more people. It's a lot more diverse. And you start seeing that. You get Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther. But in all of these instances, you're missing that that female piece i think and and you really see that in how the writers handle them in the movies because gamora is kick-ass uh all of the women in black panther are incredible like the women in i i won't knock marvel for that they have amazing women but every time you see them you go why didn't they get their own movie 
Like, yep. why are they still a sideline character? And so then you get these movies and it's like, okay, I get that they're trying to make up for lost time. And I do appreciate that. The trick is, okay, Marvel, you did it with Captain Marvel. You did it with Black Widow. You're done now. That's literally yep. like your two strikes in baseball. So going forward, I fully expect this to not happen again. And I, I believe that yeah. because we've got a great WandaVision. It sounds like She-Hulk, Miss Marvel will be awesome. I fully expect the Marvels to kick ass. So I'm, I'm hopeful in that regard. But it's almost as if this movie is a relic of that prior uh, regime yeah. mentality that they had at that time. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. I didn't even, I didn't even get to what I was, the point I was trying to make, which was I wonder if they, uh, they're doing these better female-led TV shows because women like watching TV versus the male population trying to go to the movies. And that's why like, Oh, well maybe we'll start by putting them on TV and see how the fans react to it. And it's like, you know how the fans are going to react. We'll eat whatever you feel yeah. like put it as a movie, please. So I don't know, but that was my thought. So I, I don't know if I'm crazy on that or not. I, no, I don't, I don't think you're crazy. And I, I think it just, it all boils down to representation yeah. on the screen and off the screen yes um because you know they're we haven't even touched on like lgbtq representation oh, but yeah. we've got you know tw what 12 13 years after the mcu has um blossomed into what it is now mm -hmm. we have our first canon by character and in, in, in two versions of loki um but we, you know, in 2017, they missed an opportunity with Valkyrie. Yep. Um, 2018, they missed an opportunity with Okoye and Ayo. Mm -hmm. And it's when you, God bless Kate Heron. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. Um, but that's, that's what you get when you hire the people that you're wanting to represent on screen, yes. the kinds of people that you want to represent on screen. So I'm hoping we get more female film filmmakers, Asian filmmakers, black filmmakers, LGBTQ, all kinds, all yeah. kinds. I mean, we're getting Miss Marvel led by, um, oh, what is her name? Um, uh, Aman Vellani. Aman Vellani, and then the, the writer that oh, just did um, an episode on yeah loki. yeah of uh, of loki i can double check on that oh my gosh Ab Ab abila oh isn't it's not i was about to say abulash tandon <laughs> that's the uh no uh bisha kali yes thank you yeah yeah um but yeah so we're we're getting we're get and it's then chloe zhao chloe zhao also what was oh, that yes yes so so we're getting it, it looks positive moving forward it looks like they're taking steps in the right direction i know that there are people who say like you know this is kind of late but they are established now they know that they might lose some people over it some viewers and fans okay okay they, cool. <laughs> whatever but there are more people that that will love this and will benefit from the representation mm -hmm. um, than not. Yeah. So I just that is my hope moving forward. 
Well, I think that- I think society has always been in that point, and they don't yeah. whether or not they even want to realize it. Of like, you can't keep spewing out the same. That that's why people made fun of comic book movies to begin with. Like beyond the corniness, it was always the same exact story of some rich white guy getting a suit and it kicking ass and cool, awesome. That's fun a couple of times, but you can't keep doing that. And it, so it's like, it's a win-win. Not only are you getting to represent people who should be represented, but you're giving fresh new stories that are gonna give you brand new plot points. You're not, unlike Black Widow, you won't be able to guess the ending. You won't be able to know what's coming next because it's a fresh take. Look at it compared to all three of the shows, I would argue. Maybe The Last Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but definitely Loki and WandaVision of like, you have no idea what's coming when you watch those episodes. And it, it shows, I mean, it's, it's so clear in that. And, and again, it's a testament to the times. And mm-hmm. I think we talked about that at one point too, but um, I would say hundred percent, this movie was too late. It always was too late. It was always going to be, this movie should yeah. have been announced after Iron Man two. And we would have gotten honestly, probably not a good movie in like 2012. Sure. Great. Whatever. Like, but that's how it, it, it would have been. So in that respect, I'm grateful for where it's at. But like I said, this should have come out right after Civil War. It would have made it a better movie. There would have been more context. There would have been more stakes, but it's going to age well. You're going to get in a couple of years, probably more properties that will build off of this movie. And then when you do your rewatches, you'll just throw this on after Civil War and you'll be like, wow, this holds up really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this movie, I would argue, this is honestly the new Thor, the Dark World of like a movie. Yeah. Most people aren't uh, like they, they like it. It's a Marvel movie. Great. But as time has gone on and more properties have rev- revered it and referenced it, it's becoming a more special movie. I would also argue this movie is better than Thor the Dark World. I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying in a comparison of, of kind of societal yeah. thinking. But um, yeah, so that part's there, that too late piece. So I would all I would recommend uh, watching it. But then the other the other piece of it as well, someone had argued with me at one point that, well, you know, they were a. Uh, they were a slave to the, not necessarily marketing strategy, but of Disney's plans of release. The pandemic hit right before this movie was going to come out. And that was literally the worst thing that could have happened for this. And obviously there's a million other worst things that happened because of the pandemic, but you know, what would have made the pandemic a little better would have been just releasing this movie during the pandemic and not pushing it back because Trust me, like I said, as much as I'm not, I'm not trying to make it seem like this is what this movie was, but in that sense of it being an afterthought, this is like that last thing that you just throw out there before you can move on. It's like the last bit of baggage that you have to load onto the train before it takes off. Like, it doesn't matter when you release this movie, just release it so that we can move into this new territory of the MCU where we're getting representation, where we're getting people behind and in front of the camera actually doing the good work. And so if they'd have done that, and and it would have been even better for a business too, because if they'd have released it during the pandemic, they could have truly seen, okay, our most successful franchise of all time here's what those Disney plus subscriber numbers look like when you have a movie like that on here, that could have informed so many decisions going forward of like how we release Mulan, how we release Luca, how we release onward. Like all of this other stuff could have been better informed by releasing black widow on Disney plus, but they chose to wait. And I don't know why they chose to wait besides them being cowards. And again, the pandemic screwed with a lot of people's heads. So I don't put it 
put them down for it because every company had to pivot because of, of COVID and, and, you know, some yeah. better than others. And this was just a questionable decision for that, because like I said, how cool would it have been, you know, your family comes over for the one time you guys can all hang out during the pandemic to watch black widow. Like that would have, and it would have been like, Hey, trust us. We're going to have even better stuff coming into theaters once the theaters are back open, but here's a little taste, a little sneak peek. And you would have been like, who the hell is Val? And you wouldn't have found out anything about Val until probably like a year later when Falcon and Winter Soldier came out. So that's my overall thoughts on this movie is I really liked it. Um, I know I'm going to like it more over time, uh, clearly yeah. by already liking it more after the second viewing. But there's some there's some hurdles that it did not it did not get over. And yeah. it's just a product of its time period. It should have been released sooner, but I'm glad we have it. And I'm glad we're going to be able to look back on it. And I also think, despite what I thought initially, I think it's a pretty good send-off for Natasha as a whole. We do get to see a lot of stuff from her, a lot of great character work. It just ends up getting lost in the ending because you then see the ending and you're like, well, this sucked. But it didn't. Like, remember those other moments where she's crying with Melina and where she is saving uh, Yelena or she's you know, regretting everything that she did with Dracov's daughter. Like there's so many moments in here and just watch the opening scene, right? Like if you're wanting to get super emotional. So that's my overall view. Right now I have it at, and I I do IMDb rating. So I have it marked in IMDb as a seven, but I would, I'm giving it a 7.5 out of, out of 10. So I I have a feeling that rating may even go up in the future, but that's where I've got it at. That's a good to great movie, great spot to be. And like I said, I'm really happy we got it. What about you? Yeah, me too. Um, Of course, I wish this would have come out earlier, um, but I think it left open a lot of doors for them to bring back the characters that we like, um, the characters that we love. Um, There's there's a lot of opportunity. I, I, I do want the movie where Yelena goes out um with that the little vials the red vials and the the names of the the widows i I mean i want to see that happen you know what would be cool Um, would be uh that's what hawkeye is that would be great like hawkeye is passing the torch to kate bishop and now black widow has passed the torch to elena so how about a elena and kate bishop team up because you know and if they're going off of these comics uh, you know, part we're probably going to get some of the, you know, the Russian mob and all of that from the Matt Fraction. Fraxuma, yeah, but yeah, you've yeah. got also Kate Bishop's whole private investigator run because isn't Madame Mask is in this as well, uh, has been confirmed to be in it, and she's heavily involved in mm-hmm. Kate Bishop's story and Clint Barton's. But she's running that whole investigation thing. Like I, I could totally see her being like, "I'll help you do that." Like Clint always talked about what Natasha did with him. Like I'm ready to team up with you, sort of thing. Like I could yeah. totally see them. And wouldn't that be cool? Florence that would be Pugh great. and uh, um, yeah, what's her uh, name? Haley Steinfeld. Haley, oh my god, yeah, absolute yeah. stars. Yeah, that would I, I'm here for that. Yeah, I I would be too. Um, yeah, and we I mean we still of course my Natasha loving heart. I will never ever say that she is really truly dead. I, I mean she's her. got she has her own clone saga, you know. Oh, but we we have um we have adam warlock coming up with the you know who can access the soul world and 
there's just i don't know i will never shut the door on natasha hey, we had a pretty good conversation about that yesterday about how cool yeah, of a movie it would be if it was a gamora and natasha king <laughs> ass in soul world two deadly assassins uh, fighting the most it it, 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 it was a, a mix of loki and loki directed yes. by kate shortland with that action so like visceral mm-hmm. action while they're literally killing like the weirdest creatures you could ever see like i'm here for that that would be i would love it yep that would be awesome so okay um it, after so you said you've seen it four and a half times where are you at now in place of where you were when you started? Like, do you like the, do you like the movie? Do you like it more than you saw when the first, you saw the first time or less? I, so I saw it in the theater twice and I saw it at home two and a half times. Um, I, I prefer it in the theater. Um, I think the, the action pieces are just, they're worth seeing on a big screen but so are the emotions you know those yeah. those close-ups of uh i mean florence Pugh is just th- there are some times when an actor is crying and i'm like okay that actor is very self-aware that they are crying right now uh you can just tell yeah. but florence Pugh, i i was super impressed um i genuinely believed everything that she was saying and doing and emoting um and i love i loved seeing that on the big screen um i was neutral the first time i saw it just because there was so much (laughs) to process yeah and there was so much being thrown into your eyeballs um right now i'm probably sitting where you are um i would say seven seven and a half um i i didn't dislike it i do wish i liked it more yeah just because it was such a long (laughs) such a long awaited thing but i i i I think it'll age better and i agree i think the rating will go up as Mm -hmm. as the years pass yeah yeah, as as all great bottles of wine just just the same another red bottle of of widow wine (laughs) Um, but that's that's great and i think uh and i had mentioned it earlier about the yeah you mentioned it too of seeing it in theaters versus disney plus i definitely like seeing it better in theaters um i did enjoy the uh just the ease of watching it on disney plus like getting to press play whenever i wanted i had headphones on and pause and pause (laughs) and uh there was a couple of spots where i caught what they said more than when I was in the theater, just because of audio. I was even in Dolby, but there were a couple of things just because of you know loud loudness. So uh, I would say, yeah, in any respect, always go see the movie in theater. But um, but yeah, so that's that's where we're gonna wrap this up. I'm very excited to press the stop recording button because I <laughs> am. My prediction is based on where we're at right now. We definitely are over three but uh, I think we're approaching four, maybe halfway there. <laughs> so we'll see, which is amazing because thorough. just like this movie, it flew by. I think this was a fantastic conversation. I'm so happy that I was able to have you come on and do this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, but thank it. you so thank much you. for coming. Absolutely loved it. Anytime. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Comics and Cinema. Let me know what you guys thought of the movie. Again, that movie is out right now in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access. For Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you at the movies. (laughs) 
you.